What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in. I pressed the wrong button. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. New, 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 new world order. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. I'm trying to do too much. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wade in this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one. A.K.A. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the desert storm bunker with the EWF and the Black Moses of this, and that is every woman's fantasy and CGAC God Allah. And the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. I'm the author of The Free Agent Lifestyle and Devolution, and 52 Things That All Men Should Consider Prior to Marriage. The links are in the description box below. We got a great show for you lined up today. We talking about hope and the hope strategy. Why the hope strategy in order to find love is probably not going to work out for you. And how solutions, how you can correct that. All right, how you can correct that. We'll give you a solution related to that. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We got some people acting up out here. And, of course, you guys uh, heard me report that um, 75% of people, by the time they it hit, uh, uh, what was it? 75% of people, by the time they it hit um, retirement age, will have mental health issues. So be very cautious of that. We got Straggle and Snickle Theater. We got Doom and Gloom CGA. We got a whole bunch of straggles coming up here. You hear them in the background. We got bonnet wearers. We got women naming um, their uh, lip gloss line after STI infections. We got a whole bunch of things. We got Andrew Tate being released from house arrest and a bunch of other things. But do me a favor. Hit the like button as you enter into the stream. And, of course, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious. New, 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 new world order. CGA channel. All right, appreciate y'all for being here on the contributions earlier. And let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show to kick off the show. We got brothers over here supporting on the super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. And Albert Wesker has been a sponsor all month. All right, he says, he says, hope only works in movies and fairy tales. Thank you for reverts for that. He says, oh, you said it twice. It was so good you said it twice. Hope only works in movies and fairy tales. Indeed, indeed, yes, we love the fairy tales in the movies, don't we? MC Hamster said the dope strategist checking in and what's up for the weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend? All nigga? right, what's up for the weekend? All right, shout out to the dope strategists is on the building. The Blue Pill Patriarch says, "What's up, Coach? Well, what's up to you? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga?" All right, first sin. He says, "Hope is the new dope." Indeed, it is the new dope. Hope is the new dope. All right, yeah, I like that. Hope is the new dope. And so we got dope strategists in here, and we got hope strategists in here waiting to friend zone their way into a fairy tale romance. Daniel McGee, hope is for poor people and normies, free agent lifestyle for life. All right, Warhammer is in the building, but the microphone appreciates you, man. Marriage causes divorce without <laughs> saying any more than that. That's all you need to know. 
El Gino says, shout out to Coach and the Coach Gang coming back after running game out here in these streets. In these streets. All right, you're running a lot of game out there, holding frame and so forth and so on. El Chino macking all these girls. Principi's in the building. Says coffee donation for the coach and the train yang gang. Train yang. All right, shout out to the train yang gang in the building. All right, I need money, says can we play? Can, oh, that was from yesterday. All right, can we play you? And hey, I forgot. Did I give this brother credit? Shout out to Alex. He's been here for a long time. I gave him credit, but he's talking about seeing girls that he sees on Seeking is an eye-opener. Didn't let me give him a sponsorship. I'm rich, um, uh, What happened to uh, El Chino? Why did El Chino's message get deleted by Henry? <laughs> what, what happened there? All right. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Henry Resilience on the... Henry Resilience on there, out there already just... What, what happened, Henry? I don't know what happened. All right, he's just running game out here. Shout out to Miles in the building over here. We got three or four people over here on PayPal. Miles says, shout out to the coach gang. Coach, you were right the other day about how effective dominating women sexually is. Dudes are caught up in their women cheating, but they can cut their woman's chances of cheating a lot. If they develop a skill set in the bedroom, he says, now that doesn't mean that she won't leave you. She just won't leave you for some other pipe unless she's a nympho. Yes, yeah, shout out to the nympho. Trying. He says a, a demotized woman is hard to get rid of. Keep preaching the gospel, coach. What's up for the weekend? Indeed, that 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 is What's actually up, nigga? What's up for the weekend? Now, that's nigga? not the only story, but as you admit, but it is true. Uh, you get a woman, you hitting that bottom. Uh, this, the movie Baby Boy comes to mind. And I don't like to use movies as evidence, but sometimes that gets us on the right track faster. We got... Moose Hefner in the building, he says, after yesterday morning's stream and breakdown of that Caleb Hammer video, I have a new nickname for you to add to the others. Coach, I want you to carry it with honor. It's the undebatable. Is it undebatable? It's the undebatable. Wow. I said undebatable. <laughs> the undebatable, Coach Greg Adams. What do you think about that? He says, when it comes to these topics in this sphere, you can't be, de you can't be deaded either. You can't be debated. He says, hands down, you're the best. And I can't be deaded. And or debated. Um, and, um, and I'm at a point in my life. Thank you, Moose Hefner. I'm at a point in my life. I'm getting invitations, you know, to do certain things and events and shows and go on to do certain collabs. But I find it exhausting. I find it exhausting at this point that I would even have to have certain conversations, but I get it. But um, I'm aiming for big, big, big things, man. I'm aiming for big, big things. And um, the definition of ins insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So I have to look within myself and say, you know, something's got to change. Seasons change. Feelings change. All right, shout out to our man, Sean Smith. He says, to my favorite African-American. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You yeah. know what I'm talking he about? He says, a donation to the Jasmine Rice Fund. Looking forward to this Sunday night's Money Mindset stream. Have you decided on the topic? Not yet, but actually, yes. Uh, normally, the first topic of the month is content creation. All right, so we're going to go back to content creation. That's usually the first in the first week and the third week. But sometimes the third week I'll pass and 
going to another important topic. But first, uh, it's going to be content creation. That's normally the first week of the month. Hey, we got Macaroni Tony. He says to the whole effing show, the undebatable Coach Greg Adams, he says, you about to send them, treat her like a lady. I second that emotion. Slow macking ninjas off in a range, in a rage with this one. They're going to be mad. They're going to be mad. And I don't want to make dudes mad. I just want to say, we will do our, we will do our, um, we will do our, um, our Owen test at this particular point. And I only want to do the Owen tests if you have something to say sideways from what I'm going to present today. With that being said, I'm going to get into the first part of the show. And yes, we're going to get into a little doom and gloom CGA. New, 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 new world order. All right. Uh, take a look at this. Um, have you guys been paying attention? No, because you guys have been arguing with straggle daggles on the internet. <laughs> okay. You guys have been having these panel shows with 511 ninjas and two women, bonnet-wearing women, cock sideways, wig all sideways. Nobody's audio system is connected. You've been having these debates, but I want you to pay attention to something that's going on, and specifically with Germany and Africa and uh, Russia and China and Africa. Africa is going to be a center point of the Next world war. New, 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 new world order. Meaning that this is an important step. I know you guys don't think Africa's important, but what's going on there is going to probably help set off one of the most cataclysmic events known to man, which would be the precursor to the sticks and stones fights. <laughs> All right. So um, let's, let's, let's take a look at what's going on while you were sleeping. I don't care what side you pick, but while you were sleeping, Putin and the African delegations convene at the Russian Africa summit. I don't know what, new, 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 new but you better pay attention to what's going on here. We'll play it without the audio, but it seems like your boy Putin got Africa and its delegates all in line and check out what you see here. New, 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 new world this is a man that don't play. He got every one of these sniggles lined up. All right. He like, yeah, sniggle. Yes, yes. Do as I say, not as I do. He got them lined up. And uh, as you know, Africa is rich in resources. One of the richest resources on the planet. And uh, it is going to be a trigger uh, event, as you say, man. People lined up on one side. You had the bricks on one side. Oh, don't worry about all that, Sean. All right, I think this is a strategic alliance is formating at a interesting time in the world. You know, we have a very much uh, economic strife, tension. You know what I mean? People are definitely protecting themselves and their borders and their own self-interest. But the Africans definitely are in line with your boy, Putin. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> All right, here we go. Coach, this is nothing new. All right, hey man, will you stop with the bullshit and take your show somewhere else? This is nothing new, ninjas. All right, we're going to call you the this is nothing new, ninjas. All right, well, this is nothing new. Just relax and watch the show. All right, just watch the show with your bullshit. This is new to a lot of people. All right, listen, sit down. I'm presenting to the class. If you have this advanced knowledge already, just sit off to the side. You're not offering anything of, of, of knowledge here. I'm running the show. Now, your boy has got everything lined up. In fact, bricks is something new. And they are aligning. 
when you have allegiances, strategic partnerships being broadcast out in front, you have to determine how that's going to affect the bottom line of you. Now, this is going to be something new to the pro-bliggity blacks. They don't know that Russia has strategic partnerships. West Germany, Western Europe has strategic partnerships, and some of them are fumbling by the wayside in Germany, which is new. It is fairly new. The developments that's happening between Germany and many African nations are very new, but you're not paying attention. Nothing new ninjas in the building. They teaming up, and these are strategic partnerships and alliances that will have long-lasting effects on you. And if you do have a son, you might be involved in a little bit of a skirmish here and there. But listen. New, 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 new world order. Since you know it all, since you know it all, you might have saw this coming, but you didn't. And that's why you're sitting where you are, and that's why I'm sitting where I am. Willing and dealing going on. All right. Anyway, got them shook, shook ones. Hey, man, they in line. They in line. What are we doing here? You better get ready. You better get ready. (laughs) By the way, there is talk of instituting. There is talk of instituting a draft. I mean, this comes up often. This comes up often, but it's going to keep coming up. All right. The resources are rich and they're worth fighting over. All right, take a look at this. We talked about this on the Money Minds. No, this was on the um, this was on the local stream when we were talking specifically about protecting yourself and your security system. Well, take a look at this. This young straggle daggle has come to a man's door, um, and the ring doorbell has picked her up. The ring doorbell has picked her up. And take a look at what's happening here. Uh, we'll let it play a little bit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see what happens. Hello. Hi. Yes, my laptop is here. Can I can I please retrieve that? Your laptop is here. Yeah. I I don't even know you. Yeah, I know. Well, I just did a find my phone thing, and it's apparently here at this uh, residence. <laughs> hey, man, this is nothing new. This is nothing new, by the way. By the way, all <laughs> right. Uh, Guys, this is nothing new. Women committing crime and setting you up for shit. I know, but I shouldn't talk about it because this is nothing new. Uh, First of all, guys, be on your P's and Q's. These women are becoming desperate. Women just don't fold. I've been warning you of that for a long time. I've been telling you women are survivalists, and they will be used for other people's uh, causes, meaning if they got to rob somebody, they will use a woman. If they got to rob somebody, women will team up with pookies and studs and dizites and, and bull daggers to rob you. But this is nothing new. All right, listen, you have to be on your P's and Q's, even with the security system. They are emboldened to set your punk ass up. So this woman's using a ruse, which is nothing new, to get inside and set his ass up. And I'm wondering what that stud is behind her. They look like a team. And, of course, there's a team, this is nothing new, of ninjas on the side of the property ready to run up in your watch house, all right? So be vigilant, hypervigilant. These people are doing these things, and they're going to be doing them more and more in this economy because this economy is going to make people think about how they can go get a fast buck and hit a lick. But this is nothing new. 
All right, so watch so, out for this right here. We'll play the whole video just so you can see. So even if you have security, that doesn't stop them. That's not stopping them. Uh, call the police, call 911, and get them there immediately. Do not open your front door. Do not open your front door and have your jammy, have your jammy ready to stick it to their nose if they do come in through your spot. They have to cross your border. Here we go. Woman's trying to find her laptop. Let's see what happens. Hello? Hi, yes, my laptop is here. Can I can I please retrieve that? Your laptop is here? Yeah. I, I don't even know you. Yeah, I know. Well, I just did a find my phone thing, and it's apparently here at this uh, residence. I have no idea how it would be here. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry? I don't know how it would be here. I don't even know you. Okay. No, I know that. That's what people do who steal. But if you want me to I, just... I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't have a laptop. I'm going to go ahead and call the police right now. Then. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Interesting. She says, um, yeah, that's what she tried to accuse him of stealing, which normally if somebody's, uh, you know, looking to defend themselves and uh, they will simply say, hey, I'm not a thief and they'll prove them. So I'll prove it. I'm not a thief. You can come in and check my house. Well, that's what they want for you to open the door. And then they start kicking the door, waving the faux faux. All right. And then she says the the person behind the doorbell says, I'm going to call the police. She's like, yeah, I'm sure you will. So she's actually provoking the individual to do it and or making the person think twice about doing it uh, all in the same uh, sentence, gaslighting him. And then most people that that uh, want to prove themselves, oh, well, let me prove that I'm an honorable person. You'll open the door. And then it's skinny pop, 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 and a boom, boom, boom. All right, and then it's over for you. Um. Okay, thanks. She has it. He, he has it. He has it just walking <laughs> away. And look at the stud right behind her. All right, and there's other ninjas behind her too, man. I'm going to tell you, when it comes to women, do not underestimate them. They are, because there's nothing new. This is nothing new. They are great people who set up people. They set you up really good, and they get your, they, they get your security down because you're like, oh, it's a woman. I can take them. Well, you don't know how well they're prepared and who's hiding as soon as you open that door. But I wanted to bring that to you because this is doom and gloom. CGA, and I want y'all to hit the like button in the building. Let's ring it. Let's ring the bell on these people. Coming up next, we got Straggle and Sniggle Theater um, and all of that, but I don't know what's going on with this. All right, let me see. Straggle and Sniggle Theater, I'm pressing all the wrong buttons, but join me on the Money Mindsets on Sunday. Hit that like button in the building. Let's get to some super chats. Uh, Henry Resilient says, sorry, El Chino, the phone up and up on pocket. I'm not sure what that means either. Daryl Lucas says, peace to you, coach. He says, got to hop in the meeting, so I'll miss the stream today. But shout out to the coach gang and enjoy the weekend, all of you people. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? JC says, for the guy asking about Uber and CP, he needs to get a, I didn't hear the question, but somebody's asking about it in the chat. 
for the guy asking about Uber and CP. He says he needs to get an LLC, a business account, and he says, and use this EIN to apply to be a driver, and you can write off the expenses. All right, shout out to you. All right, um, El Chino says, I thought the gang always welcomed you back. All right, I don't know what happened there. Henry Resilient apologizes for opening his phone on pocket. I don't know what that means either. Deshaun Rose over on the Cash App says, I hope these normies hit the like button to support you, CGA, uh, CGA, and I would hope so too, because hitting the like button is so easy. Everybody on the Notorious channel has almost hit that like button. Hit that like button. Like you want to hit them skins this weekend. Pause. All right, let's get back to the show. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater coming up. And that means I got to roll my beautiful intro on it. And let's get the sniggling. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater coming up. We got several straggles and sniggles to feature here, mostly straggles. And, of course, they're mostly bonnet-wearing straggles. All right, listen, I don't normally do this, but I have to do it. Let's take you to the first straggle. And this looks like somewhere, I'm going to say California, Miami. I can't really tell. Uh, But uh, let's take a look uh, at this right here. There's a straggle. I hope you can see it there. Getting out of her Nissan Altima. But she has opened up her car door. All the way in traffic, and she has opened up her car door on a Ferrari. You can see that right there. Let me go ahead and make it larger. Now, as you can see, her car door is all the way open in the street. She probably has waited a considerable amount of time to park there, and I don't know why she would think to open her car up in traffic like this. Now, as you can see, her attitude is definitely of that of a straggle because uh, she starts acting a certain way, and we'll break it down. But let me show. let me show you the whole video and we'll go from there all right so take a look at what happened here no accountability whatsoever obviously look at her car i mean it's definitely a little bit worn definitely have ninety thousand miles on it plus she probably still paying a pretty penny for it but she swings her car door into this traffic this looks like a a one-way strip so it it's not that hard it's not that hard to be able to get out sneak out and all of that stuff but She's opened her door very wide and damaged a car that's probably worth well over $250,000. I know it's a little bit older, but it's an older, nice luxury car. This would be a sport, the supercar, if you will. Now, she goes into full straggle mode after she commits this error. Instead of saying, sorry, she goes into straggle mode, and I will show you right here what happens here. So there she is. She recognizes the damage, and uh, she's going to basically say, I don't give a F about your damage. Watch this. Now look at it. She's looking. She's looking. And watch this. She tries to she try, she tries to skedaddle. She tries to. <laughs> All right. So she tries to let me play it off. Like, uh, she like, whatever. And she tries to slam the door, and you know what she was gonna do. 
she was about to bouncy bouncy she was about to rabbit on out of there now she did not realize that she of course caused damage to her car and uh she now realizes she done effed up and let's go ahead and continue to show you here uh, so she was gonna slam that door and walk off with no with a whole attitude like screw you you can't get out this car and get me okay and so she realizes now uh, my door's messed up god damn now she yep now she can't leave now she's like ah oh, shit she was about to run now she's gonna hide <laughs> now she's gonna hide dude their solipsism has no bounds these people don't give a shit about nobody else's stuff but them they're the main character in their own movie they're the main character in their own movie she was gonna run and then she said oh now i gotta hide now I got to be held accountable. So let's see what happens there. Now, um, the police, the police were already present and it sounds like they're saying something over the intercom. I cannot, I cannot understand it, but he's waving them down. All right. Which is good for him. He's flagging the officer down. Now, now they're, lack of accountability reaches no bounds i mean there watch this now she blames it on the guy check this out he said you didn't see me he asked her you didn't see me she said he was speeding she's look gentlemen i mean this is why i don't mess with these women this is why i don't mess with these women she said he was speeding Number one, if he was speeding, that door would be off the hinges. It would be in the street if he was speeding. Just with that little bit of contact that he made, if he was speeding, that door would be bent backwards and or off the hinges. That's number one. I'm not a forensic scientist. I don't know how to recreate accident scenes, but that door would not be where it, we're looking the way it looks. There is only slight damage to the door. Number two, it's a one-way strip, which looks like there's heavy traffic there. There's very heavy traffic there. Everybody's essentially cruising. How in the hell is he speeding? There's no way you're speeding on that little street. There's no way. So why in the world would you go do this? And of course, women do this shit when they get nervous. This is a part of their fight or flight syndrome or flight or fight uh, reaction where instead of saying, ah, oh, damn, I messed up. They'll continue to pile lie on lie on lie on lie. And then now you got to unearth all the lies to get to the simple truth. When they could just be like, shit, I messed up. Okay, here's my insurance paperwork. Let me get out of here. I'm going shopping. Okay, let's handle this. I'm sorry. I'll have my insurance handle it. But she probably doesn't have insurance. She's probably a straggle. And I cannot understand why she's shopping in that area. First of all, wherever she came from, Inglewood, Carson, wherever she came from, she need to go back there. She's in the wrong place trying to go out there and take Instagram videos and flossing when she can't even afford to shop there. But now she's damaged a highly, highly expensive vehicle and she don't have no insurance. Mm. So she's trying to blame it on this ninja, man. And it's all Jermaine Fowle. It's always Jermaine Fowle. Oh, man. And this is why people, this is a, it looks, uh, appears, sounds like a Middle Eastern type guy. Sounds like a Middle Eastern. This is why they got no respect for black women or black people in general because this type of shit 
You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, damn. I got to deal with this shit now for some damn reason. And of course, um, you know, you guys live up to the stereotypes. Stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Indeed. All right, let's get on to the next one here. Oh, man, Sexy Red is on. Sexy Red made my stream today again. But uh, here's Sexy Red. Oh, man, she looks like a giant herpy. She looks like one herpy. Doesn't she? She looks like one herpy. I don't even know what a herpy looks like. But if I thought what a, what a herpy looked like, she looks like a herpy. <laughs> like she looks like what I would look down on if I caught the itchy scratchy and the herp derp. I would look down and I would see her. You know what I mean? Like what? Speaking of herpes, she's going to say she has a, a, a business. She started a business and she has a lip glop business and she wants to tell you the name of her lip glop line. All right, here we go. I'm, I'm game. I got a lip gloss brand and the names for my lip gloss is something that nobody would have ever thought of. I got one called Nut and it's the color of some nut. I got one called Gonorrhea. It's green like gonorrhea. I got one called Yellow Discharge, like how girls be having yellow discharge. Booty hole pink, booty hole brown, coochie juice. And coochie juice is clear with silver glitter. It's cute, like the cute and it smells good. And it's so like, you know, people gonna talk but other people was like, you is a marketing genius because the sold so fast. And it smell good too. I be thinking of all out the box. It's not even on purpose. It's just like my brain helped me think outside the box to do some crazy shit. I feel bad for Pearl Blacks. I feel bad for y'all, man. You know, I know you watch me and I know you hate me and you call me a divestor or a, or, or, or a tether or Uncle Tom. I feel bad for your efforts, man. You know, because you got an uphill battle. You got an uphill battle. I mean, your your people are definitely distracted by the likes of these devilish people. These devilish people. Um, this is definitely straggle behavior. Oh, where is she from? Is she from Alabama? Did you hear the lines of her lip glop lines? Did you hear the name of these? Yellow. I got to play it again. I mean, it's disgusting to play, but I got to play it again. I got a lip gloss brand, and the names for my lip gloss is something that nobody would have ever thought of. I got one called Nut, and it's the color of some nut. It's the color of some nut. Wow. Continuing. I got one called gonorrhea. It's green like uh, gonorrhea. I got one called yellow discharge. Like how girls be having yellow discharge. Like girls be, like when girls be having, she's from St. Louis. Like when girls be having yellow discharge. Ladies, uh, we gave you the statistics of sexually transmitted diseases for women. We've given you the statistics. I know the pro-blacks have rebuked me in the name of Satan for telling you that 50% of black women have had sexually, uh, have had herpes, right? I know you guys are pissed off at me. You said the CDC is putting the white man statistics out. But this woman is confirming that women have yellow discharge like when women have a yellow discharge. Now, she's confirming that she knows women that have had yellow discharge. How many would you say, Miss Sexy Red, how many women would you say you knew who had yellow discharge. It might back up the CDC's account of the, this is terrible. What? Ay, ay, ay. 
you know, you're UT high normally associated at, at, it could, it could be a result of an STI. Could be. Pink, booty hole brown, coochie juice. And coochie juice is clear with silver glitter. It's cute, like the cute, and it smells good. And it's so like, you know, people gonna talk but other people was like, you is a marketing genius because the sold so fast. And it smells good too. I be thinking of all out the box. It's not even on purpose. It's just like my brain helped me think outside the box to do some crazy Yeah, well. <laughs> her brain helps her. Ladies, are y'all help? Community members, pro blacks, are y'all down? You think I'm bad. Uh, you think you hate me. I always wonder, would you do anything about these women? Oh, man. We are in bad shape. Oh, we're still on the community. Hey, man, I didn't mean this on purpose. I'll just do my show. Apparently, there's a woman, and I'm not going to play the audio, who is uh, featuring her young son, who definitely looks like he has some muscle on him. Uh, she basically picked the best muscular guy to procreate with she's filming her son choking her let's play the video i'm not gonna play the audio she is filming her son choking her and this ninja looked like he built already he already looked like he could play cornerback for the uh alabama crimson tide already I wish I could hear the video, but take a look. Take, guys, bruh. <laughs> we doomed. I, this is some doom and gloom shit right here. We, do, we doomed, fam. <laughs> oh, man. And this is what they show on the internet. By the way, I have videos of women twerking on babies, uh, little baby boys. Um, we have, I have several videos of this. I can't play it on YouTube. I can't even play it because I'm like, I don't even want to risk it. This is crazy. But what do we tell you about these people? What do we tell you about these people? They enjoy being taken advantage of. And uh, as much as we know, uh, men who come in and do this to her, they naturally submit. They like this. Thus, then they train their young boys to do it. And then their young boys turn into dudes that, you know, impregnate 13 women in the community because they liked to be choked and put in their face. They also like to file temporary restraining orders too. So just in case you don't cooperate, she'll file, she'll file a TRO on you, not because she's been abused, but because she's seeking revenge. This is what we won't admit in our society. We won't admit this. We won't admit this. We'll use exceptions to the rule and shit like this, but we won't admit it because this woman will also bail the guy out. She'll also drop the charges She'll when she gets him to negotiate, but nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to admit it, and she'll stay with this ninja for five, ten years and pull, push out three, four of his babies. We won't admit this. We'll still use the exception to the rule, like the woman was sitting there minding her own business, and the dude came in and clobbered her. It wasn't that. Take a look at what you see on your screen. And a wider conversation needs to be had. You know, we talk about son, husband. Look at how, and look at this. Look at how in bliss she is. And look at his, look at the son, guys. Look at this, man. Take a look. Now, what do you think this is teaching this young boy? Now, the conversation that needs to be had is what young men experience um, in relationship to, uh, you know, women in their community, right? Uh, even R. Kelly has admitted that this type of things happened to him when he was young. 
Uh, this is a conversation that never gains any traction about the amount of young men in the hood that's been, you know, introduced to things by relatives, parents, mothers, and so forth. It never comes up in the conversation. Even to this extent, this is a sexual abuse or assault right here because she knows what she's doing. He might not know what he's doing, but this is highly sexually charged. All right, and this young man is being exposed and exploited to this, and then they wonder why these ninjas act the way they act when they get older, all right? So, um, wow, take a look. Take a look at look at this. I mean, she's, wow. Look at the spirit of Jezebel. Of course, you have to remove the father from these uh, relationships in order for this to exist and persist, if you will. You have to remove the father and let, take, take a look at how proud she is. Take a look at how proud she is. And then when this ninja starts, skinny pop, 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 and he in his draws. <laughs> wow. Take a look, man. This is absolutely, oh, she look at her. Look at the, oh my God. I can't even, man. I can't even. Wow. It says, who has the nerve to go in these things raw? Stop it, man. Can't. Oh my goodness. I mean, what is, there's just so much here. Look at the tie. Yeah. Yeah. That is difficult to watch. Now, if we just flip it, if we flip the genders just for a second, <laughs> just for a second, and there was a man in his drawers, and he had a young girl in her panties drawers, and he had her choking over her like this and filmed it. What would we say? See, what would we say? There was a young girl there, a young black girl who looks like she's five, six, seven in her panties, in her nightgown, and the, the dad standing over her and filming it, what would we do? We would have him hung. But for some reason, when it's the other way, we kind of figure out, oh, well, maybe, maybe we, it's not what it seems. It's something else. Y'all reading it too much? We already know what would happen. Oh, man, this is a rough show already. This is a rough show. Emotionally, this is rough. We got three more. Now let's get into a little bit cuter, a little bit of a cuter video. We have a couple. It looks like they're in China. The reason why I know is because they have a Chinese flag. Okay. Now they're going to play a game here, and it's an interesting game for a television show. They have a child centered in between them, and it looks like they're going to play a game, a version of the rock, paper, scissors. They're going to play a version of the rock, paper, scissors. The child looks inquisitive, trying to figure out what's going on. And here's how it's going to work. Whoever loses, and they're just doing this for the, ch the child. The person gets hit with this plastic bottle. Now watch how the child reacts when the father gets hit, or who are presuming the father, and watch how the child acts when the mother gets hit. Very interesting. All right. Oh, oh no, look, look, he like, oh, oh no. Oh man, that's reprehensible. Why did the, oh man, listen, this would be a good social experiment. The, the, the child, no, look at the, oh man, Jesus, what happened? Get him, daddy. <laughs> well, now we know why children favor their mothers so much. And uh, even in custody battles and shit like that.
the mom, the child is always sympathetic to the mother. <laughs> I think this is pretty funny. Oh man. So the dad gets hit twice. Nothing. The child feels nothing. The mom gets hit. It's, it's a wrap. <laughs> this is why, this is why we have what we have in our world. This is what makes captain save a hose, captain save a hose. <laughs> All right, yo, man, this is crazy. Uh, let's go ahead and break it down just a quick, quickly here. All right, there they go, right there. Rock paper scissors. So now let's take a look at the honest reaction. The kid's not expecting this. Dad gets hit. The kid's like, "What the hell going on?" Not much reaction, but he has a red flag up like a Chinese communist parade. The dad looks like he's angry or grimacing from the hit. Let me see what the child does. The child's doing nothing. Probably confused. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see again. Okay, the dad looks, you know, he felt that pain. Let's see what the child does. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> child does nothing. Like, okay. All right, now child's confused. Oh, you guys going to do this again? Now, the child knows what's up. You know, children and dogs and pets aren't stupid. Child knows that the dad won. So he knows... There's implications. Wait a minute. Dad got hit when he lost. So that means mom's about to get hit. Now, look, the child's already bracing mom. Oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> the child already reaching out to mom like, oh, shit, you about to get hit. <laughs> All right. She didn't brace with the dad, but <laughs> the child's like, oh, mom's about to get hit. Wham. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> man this is cold-blooded man look that man we can't get no respect nobody cares about us at all look at this breakdown everybody care for mama oh my goodness we just we just gumps <laughs> man you know it is what it is mom gotta protect mom everybody want to protect the woman you know it's naturally it's ingrained in us we have this ingrained. So when we talk about men being gumps and simps, it's in us already. We just got to fight it. We got to fight it. Anyway, I thought that would be something fun. Okay, we have a new sport coming up, and this tells you where we are in the world and society. Um, I think this is the UFC. I'm not sure, but we have booty slapping. Hello. This is where our world is going. We're definitely in the Sodom and Gomorrah area. Let's play the video. Hi, Roxana. Splash that. Las Vegas, of course. They're in the octagon, and now we have booty slapping. Oh, man, that got a nice little wiggle and jiggle. Boy, she taking some pain. By the way, this does back up the point that women do love pain. All right, they like, they they tough. Some women like to get slapped. Oh, we've, been, we've been trying to tell you. All right, uh, Alexandra, you have to focus on the part of the chair. All right. Dominate. 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 They like to be slapped on the ass, I told you. All right. Oh, that wasn't nothing. Let me get in the ring. Let me get a, let me get a slap. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that, oh, she tried to, she tried to cheat. She tried to scratch her. She tried to scratch her. You, you catch that? She tried to scratch her right there. Right there, there's a scratch. You see that? She tried to scratch her at the end. She tried to cheat. All right, booty slapping. The booty slapping NBA league. 
Oh, she like it. She ready. Oh, she a freak. Look how she pro- Look how she cocked that booty up. Look how she cocked the booty up like that. <laughs> what we doing? He said Thanos. Thanos, where are you, man? All right. So y'all think women are like honorable creatures? These women to do anything, fam, for a little bit of attention and money. Look how she got it cocked up. She likes little ling ling right there. Ooh, that's nice. I, I don't like the tattoo. She ruined it with the tattoo. The other side is nice. Oh, that was weak. All right, all right. We got the other girl. Let me see. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Hey, look. By the way, send it. <laughs> coach, not all rip. Hey, coach, coach, not all women. Coach, not all women. <laughs> Jesus. What are we doing? We, we, we gone as a society. It's gone. It's not coming back. We're at the point of no return. We're at the point of no return. The good, the good girls are all gone. They're, they're all monetized now. Now they doing booty slapping league. Oh, I'm trying to help y'all. I'm trying to help y'all. Last straggle here. Last straggle. Then we'll get to Andrew Tate after a little break. Last straggle. We got this straggle right here. I can't show you the entire video, but apparently a straggle has either been lost her mind or she's on some sort of drugs. Let's play the video. All right, this is in Walmart. She is apparently humping the floor. I mean, you'll see anything in Walmart. Take a look. She's definitely, what I don't know what is going on, gentlemen. She definitely is in heat. And there's an onion. She's making love to an onion. Or does she smell like the onion? I can't tell. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning this. you off? Nothing. Yeah, man. Uh, it look. That yeah, she smelled like a bag of onion. She is grinding, brothers. What are we doing? What are we doing to y'all's people? Oh no, yo, what in the world is going on now? <laughs> oh, the humanity. All right, what are we doing now? This is this is despicable, disgraceful behavior. Oh, the humanity. Man, hey, she needs to chill. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Somebody help these sisters. No, not the cucumbers. Oh, I might have to blank this out. Not the cucumbers. Oh, no. This might get ugly. <laughs> this, Not the cucumbers. Oh, what is she doing? This is terrible. Hold on for a second. Let me take a station break, too. I did, what is going on? Oh, my Lord. She all up in the vegetables. Oh, these veggies are terrible. Oh, you can't see it. Hold on for a second. Uh, I'm going to show you here. Let's, let's pop it back on the screen. Apparently she's <laughs> security is there. Oh no, but Oh man, she feeling herself. I got to I can't show this on the YouTube. This is terrible. Reprehensible behavior. She's a dog in heat. She definitely is a dog in heat and she walking up to ninjas. Now, let me take a look. All right, there you go back on the screen here. And apparently security has arrived in the form of a big, what in the world is that? Hold on for a second. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Jesus. What shape is that? Where are we going in our society? 
What what's this is a big old white woman right here. Yes. What is our society doing? What is this? Like how many like how do you even become this shape? Oh, All right, here we go. Uh, so she's coming to help. Oh, my Lord. That is a big gordita. Oh, my goodness. And anyway, man, our society, we doomed, man. We doomed as a society. We're only as strong as our weakest link. We're only as strong as our weakest link. We're only as strong as our weakest link. Oh, but everybody deserves love, too. What is love? Baby, uh, she could go on the internet and make a whole bun of, bunch of money, I'm sure. But do me a favor, man. Hit the like button on this stream, and I need to get to 1,000 likes. We're going to talk about Andrew Tate coming up next. And uh, hold your horseshoes. We will be back. Check out the De-Evolution book. Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. But the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you know, dating a man down. who, <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're gonna hold off on the baby making. We're gonna hold off until we get that great job, really career driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one because you're dating down. Dating down. I mm -hmm. hate that. What is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money. Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? Actually, I could do bad by myself. Left to say. All right, time now. 5-11. Let's go. And we back with the best show on YouTube, the best edutainment on YouTube. We are back. Let's get to the Super Chats and talk about Andrew Tate coming up, being released. And we're going to start off with, uh, who is this? Who we starting off with? Shout out to El Chino and Schedule P. He says, AI companies are geniuses. All right, why do you think so? He says, they're selling a solution, causing some problems, then we'll sell a solution to the problem in the form of AI detection tools. So your best bet is to tell everybody to get involved with AI. And the way you do it is get involved in some coding. We have our brothers here, Kevin W., that uh, took us through a um, situation there. So, yes, they're going to give you this solution, cause some problems, sell you the solution. Shout out to, um, I can't remember how to pronounce your name. But he says, what's the best email to reach you, Coach? Well, if I tell you, then everybody's going to email me. But Coach Greg Adams at gmail.com. Fat Elvis says, how do you get companionship for dinner or a party cruise while on vacation without putting yourself at risk? I repeatedly see stories of guys getting drugged and robbed. Um, it says right here, how do you get companion for a dinner or a party cruise while on vacation? Well, Join me over on CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. We tell you and I show you how you can do it, and you must be vigilant and prepare yourself before you do it. All right, but I've shown you I can do it, and I haven't been drugged yet. All right, knock on wood. Um, but, uh, yes, I've been had plenty of exposure and experience in this, and uh, it works relatively somewhat easy it, it, it could go off well if you do it the wrong way yes it could you can mess yourself up coach greg adams locals.com all right 
Leroy says, in monk mode after a recent divorce, got an unforeseen promotion at my job. So next month, I'm on your Money Mindset Masterclass. Shout out to you. Thanks, coach. You're in on it. Free agent lifestyle for life. P.S. I love the undebatable. The undebatable. Thank you, man. The undebatable Coach Greg Adams. Sha X says, Coach, nothing surprises me these days with these BWs. I work in these ladies' homes, and the stories I can tell you, he says uh, that they do to their children is crazy. What? I even saw a mother-daughter lesbian couple. Jeez, what? A mother-daughter lesbian couple. Yeah, those stories don't get talked about. He says, I work as a fiber optic technician in telecom, which is another red pill job. Man, a mother dog. Yeah, see, like, I think society's not ready to discuss that type of uh, relationship. Like, because what would you say? We're going to arrest a mother for being with their, her daughter. Nobody would ever believe it. And so we don't hear about it. But I'm sure it, it's not uncommon. I'm sure it happens. All right, shout out to, shout out to our brother that got the promotion. Hodge says, Coach, the floor was hitting that bottom. That's why she went crazy. The floor was getting some good old strokes in. Derek Choice, BWs don't care about their babies. I remember when the hub was the Wild West, and there was a video uploaded of a large straggle using her feet on a ninja while rocking his rocking her hell spawn. Okay, the community is gone. She called it, he called it her hell spawn. So she was using her feet on a ninja while rocking her hell spawn. Mm. Mm. Crazy world we live in. What an evil world we live in, as they say. It's an evil world we live in. Uh, people are going to say, look the other way. Let me see here. King says 50% of herps are BWs, not 50% of all BWs have herps. No, not true. He says not sticking up for them. Uh, but um, at least though the free he says not sticking up for them. Uh, I I don't think that's how they put it. As a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and pull the numbers up. Is as well. I think and sure we've read this several times. Let me see something here. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pull it up. Let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not true. Uh, thank you for the super chat. But uh, here, here's one of the datas right here. Wait, that's not it. Uh, here it is right here. Nearly 50% of black women aged 14 to 49 have genital herpes. So it's not. It wasn't what you said. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something here. Uh, because he, what he said, what, was, what he was saying was, he was saying out of the people who've been uh, diagnosed with this, he's saying 50% were black women. So his rebuttal was, no, it wasn't this number it was actually 50% of the people who were tested or diagnosed were black women. Okay, but I said nearly 50% of them have it, and then he rebutted it with, with an opposite statistic, but I'm putting this up on the screen. Now, what I'm going to tell you about herps, okay, I'm going to tell you about herps, genital herps. They can remain dormant. Some people can have them and not realize they have it. Now, you also have to understand that the people that were tested, these are people that were tested, okay? Um, and then they take the data, and then they use the numbers to say what the general population would be. That's a statistical analysis. 
So they do have this and they will say with a standard deviation of one or two. Now, this is very much this is this conversation hurts a lot of people's feelings. Not only this, the CDC doubled down on this. Let me go ahead and show you. So this was disputed. The pro-blacks came out and they fought it. Now, the funny thing is, as we're talking about this, Sexy Red has her lip glop named after STIs. Okay, so, I mean, listen. Let me see here. CDC doubles down. I did several streams on this, so CDC doubles down. All right, and listen, I'm not one to believe the CDC um, on anything. I'm just saying right here. Uh, Let me see where I can find the CDC doubles down because they were challenged on this. They were challenged on this. And the CDC says, no, I don't care if we were challenged on it. They said it remains on my, about 48%. Now, the funny thing is, and I, you know, the, the conversation is, let me see if I can, um, let me see here. The, now, the conversation is, this is an interesting conversation. Because if you pick a side, if you pick a side, let me, let me just say if you pick a side and you say, I'm not going for that. I'm going to stand up for black women, right? I'm going to stand up for black women, right? Well, if you say the CDC's data is wrong, you're essentially saying that women should not look to go seek treatment and just disregard the CDC's test, uh, CDC statistics, right? And say, no, this is not true. We're going to disregard it. They're not trying to help us. They're trying to hurt us. Now, if you take that side and you get, H- and you get herpes, you took the side of taking the chance that they're wrong and not seeking treatment, which then why would you say, like you're basically saying that the government agency is not trying to treat you, that they don't care about you, that they're just trying to dirty your name. See, you're picking, you can't pick this battle. It's the, the, the problem with picking a, a side on this one is that you're still messing up the game, right? You're still messing it up because now you're saying the government's trying to warn people but you're disregarding the warning and you're just going to go ahead and go and not get medical treatment and not the, okay. But let's just say they didn't care. Let's just say they didn't care and said, we're not going to warn black people of the propensity of herpes to be crawling through the community. So we'll let people, we'll let people not know and not warn them. Thus, then you operate in as if you weren't, uh, didn't know you were unaware and then you would say why didn't they tell us see the thing is (laughs) you would say why didn't they tell us they should have warned us they should care about us they should provide us health care they should come out and help it see the problem is you pick either side you're messed up you're messed up i would just go ahead and say (laughs) i was just going to say to say let's go with the number it's probably the safest thing to do let's go with the number until proven otherwise Let's go with the number until proven otherwise. Otherwise, your argument is flawed by trying to defend the number. You try to defend the number, then you actually open up the conversation of, oh, well, they tried to warn us and, and we didn't listen. Or we're not going to heed their warning. We're just going to go ahead and do it. It's just what it is. And by the way, having herpes does not mean that the person has visible signs of herpes. Or we call it the herp dirt. And this is the same thing going on with the syphilis. This is the same thing going on with the Tuskegee, uh, Tuskegee experiment. It kind of kind of goes hand in hand. So then what happens is they give people antibiotics. They treat it. Some people they don't treat to see how long they can persist. They use them as a science experiment. You know what I mean? But when it comes to this, 
They're not saying that 50% of black women have visible signs, symptoms of this. So it can be dormant. And you might be licking, eating some uh, sweet potato pie on a black woman. And you say, hey, I've had, I've had relations with 50 black women and, and none of them had it. Okay, that could be your vetting process, or it could have been dormant, or you could have had a condom, or you could have the symptoms and you don't know it. I got to ask you guys, I got to ask you guys, when was the last time you got tested? When was the last time you got tested? Also, with the amount of STIs going around, not a lot of people are using condoms. I've been, I've been on my, I've been standing on my square about that. Okay, because everybody say, just strap up. Most people don't wear condoms, all right, especially after the second and third time you've been with a person, okay? Most people don't barely wear condoms the first time you're with a person, okay? Especially the normies, not even the streetwalkers. Streetwalkers will sit, will, streetwalkers will fight you to wear a condom because that's their business and their body. They will fight you to wear a condom. And most normie chicks don't fight you. So when was the last time you got tested? He said condoms don't protect, all right? They protect better than none. They protect better than zero. But when was the last time you ran your panels? Okay, I'm telling you guys, you should do it at least twice a year. And if you have more than three sexual partners, you should be doing it uh, twice a year for sure. Maybe every three months. Okay, but if you guys had five, 10, 15, 20 partners and you ain't been tested in five years, you part of the problem too. You know what I mean? I tell you guys, go get your blood work done. Go get tested. And most of y'all might be carrying something and you don't even know it. It's dormant. So this isn't saying that black women all have a herpes infestation breakout. Eight, uh, herpes one and two sometimes runs with you don't even know you have it. Especially herpes one. I did a whole show on this one. HSV one almost runs with nobody knowing it. In fact, I, I want to say 60% of the population has HSV one. Let me see something. And that's the cold sore herpes, HSV-1. We're here to educate. Let me see here. Let me see what this is. I think most people have HSV-1. It says 50 to 80% of Americans have oral herpes. So again, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Like, is that so hard to believe? It's not hard to believe because a lot of people will get a cold sore. If, if there's a winter, you'd be like, oh, I got a cold sore. It's cold outside. No, you, you're kissing on women. You're eating punani. Most people have it running. Most people have it dormant until it festers and, and it bubbles up, right? And you get one on your lip, mostly time on your lip where you're putting your face in somebody between somebody's legs. So the thing is, when people say 50% of black women, doesn't mean they're all infected and they have symptoms of it and you can see it. Just because you can't, just because you don't see it doesn't mean they don't have it. Uh, let me see if I can go back to the other statistic there. By the way, if you want to know, there's the statistic right there. And we're just using quick stats. You can look it up yourself. It says 50 to 80% of American adults have oral herpes, HSV1. So when you get down to HSV2, which we genital herpes, and sometimes HSV1 can show up on your genitals too. And you might think it's HSV2, but it's only one. So, man, there's a whole bunch of shit going on here. Right. So please don't get offended. I would say instead of being offended, recognize that they're trying to at least warn you. 
They're not trying to dirty black women's name up. Why would they need to do that? They do it on their own. Uh, like, we need to defend our queens. They're trying to make them look bad. Are you crazy? They look bad already. Hold up. If you didn't need a reminder, why does CDC need to help make black women look bad? I got a lip gloss brand, and the names for my lip gloss is something that nobody would have ever thought of. I got one called Nut, and it's the color of some nut. I got one called Gonorrhea. It's green like gonorrhea. I got one called Yellow Discharge, like how girls be having yellow discharge. Booty hole pink, booty hole brown, coochie juice. And coochie juice is clear with silver glitter. It's cute, like the cute, and it smell good. And it's so like, you know, people gonna talk but other people was like, you is a marketing genius, cause the so, so fast. And it smell good, too. I be yeah, the CDC does not need help to strategize to make black women look bad. So don't, don't use that as a defense, please. All right. <laughs> Let me stop. Shout out to the black women that don't make themselves look bad. I mean, I'm not saying all black women do this. I'm just saying CDC has no incentive. Just come around here going, I'm going to make them look bad. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway, shout out to our man Juan Premier says Putin was like, I got all my ninjas behind me. All right, man, we got to use common sense and stop trying. Hey, by the way, you know, similarly what this guy did, and uh, I appreciate the donation, uh, you did the equivalent of this, and we have to recognize that. You did the equivalent of this. All right. He did this right here. You did the equivalent of this. Because when the data came out and I said it, you did the equivalent of, no, this can't be true. And you did the equivalent of the, the woman got hit and you went and cried for her. Uh, and I showed you otherwise because uh, CGA is the unbatable Coach Greg Adams. But don't feel bad for him, man. If they running around here with hurt dirt, tell them to go get cleaned up. <laughs> Defending these drag niches out here. All right. But, uh, you know, the data is the data. The data, the data. We, they try to make us look bad, the government. <laughs> Dude, they, ha they need no help, fam. They need no help. I, I think that conspiracy theory is ridiculous. They need no help. I think they do it on their own. All right, let me see if I can get these, and we're going to talk about Super Chats here. Shout out to Eric Side says, Abba Daba Daba Daba. All right, Abba Daba, CGA in the house. We got our brother here. Uh, let me see if I can say your name. It's... Uh, your YouTube account, which is Homer, and a long number, he says, my comment last night about Jesus was directed to the aggregate or the group, not just you. He says, I would estimate that at least half of your viewers are not saved by the grace. He says, what's up for the weekend? Shout out to you, man. Uh, where's my weekend clip? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Shout out to the, shout out to the Christians out here. Okay, I, I do have to do a couple more. Shout out to Hodge. I mean, Derek Choice, I got you already. It's legal as the sauce says condoms are mainly for the protection from pregnancy. While it does protect you from a couple of STDs, it prevents, it provides zero protection against any form of herp derp. And we have to understand that as well. Uh, Brown 310, shout out to you. Thank you, brother. And thank you, Sligo. The one thing about STIs that I often, you know, people always talk about just wrap it up. Most of your experiences in the bedroom, shout out to the virgins. You might not know this. Most of your experiences in the bedroom consist of unprotected relations, okay? That's going to the point where we even get before the condom is even unwrapped. You've already had skin to skin. You've already had fluid, 
Seminole Exchange. You already have vagina juice. You already had, you've already had it on your finger. You already had finger cuts. You've already licked on stuff. She licked on stuff. You already kissed. You already licked on stuff and kissed. You've already put the head in. You've already rubbed it around the bush. Then all of a sudden, you want to take those five minutes that you're going to be stroking her and put the condom on. Then you ripped the condom off and gave her the total package facial. Then she slurped it up. Stop. (laughs) You had about five minutes of protected intercourse with a whole, with about 40 minutes of unprotected. (laughs) Stop with the bullshit. What is the condom going to do at this point? Now I'm going to encourage you to use one, but you've already exposed yourself by that point. She already done sucked it over and licked it up and down and licked under this. You done ate the groceries. What are we talking about condoms at this point? Mm. <laughs> the little condom, the little, the little five-stroke special that you gave her so you can go an extra minute without busting. Stop. <laughs> People. But I had a condom on. What? <laughs> mm. She had already went down the esophagus. She had already swallowed your kids. And you're talking about condoms. Not only that, you know, <laughs> I have to tell you this because we're doing education, edutainment here. The way you really get the herp derp, this is just my, this is just me working here. And I've never had it. So just, that's just that. But the way you get it is the skin to skin contact after the intercourse. That's how you get it is when you don't get up and wash yourself off and you don't clean up your area and then you just lay in it. That's how you get it. And you're laying up on her and she laying up all between your legs. She got her legs and she got peace leaf juice on your thigh Mm. and you rubbing on each other. You just laying on her skin to skin, that skin to skin. That's how you're going to get it. You're more likely to get it like that. Not stroking friction some girl down. All right. You're most likely going to get it by not cleaning up afterwards. All right, so I know women are like, what am I, dirty? Yes, you're dirty. Let me clean this juice up off my body. (laughs) All right, so anyway, clean up after you do something. Ladies typically don't clean up at all. So this is why they typically get it. Most of the time, they'll get up right afterwards, put their panties on and go off, walk off into the sunset. And you're just looking at it like, you ain't going to wipe that kitty cat down or nothing. At best, they might hit the toilet and tinkle some juice out of something, but the rest of it, they just keep it going and marching. They don't never clean up. That's why they typically get it, and of course, all of their all of their anatomy is tucked on the inside, thus exposing them the more when that thing boiling and they sitting in the car. It's just boiling. Then they off to the next dude. <laughs> Or they off going to sleep and wake up, yellow discharge. It's, when I see they don't clean up, I'll be like, man, these some nasty people, fam. But you need to take a bird bath. Gentlemen, go to the sink and wash off in the sink. Get the rag and wash off thoroughly and hit everything. But anyway, (laughs) I'm just letting you know, man. Look, we're here to give you advice. I'm the dad that many men never had. I'm the uncle that you wish you had. And ladies, I'm the father that you should have had. Okay, daddy. Yes, okay, daddy. Get him, daddy. All right, but anyway, because I'm telling you what it is, and you can ask Giz. But by the way, we need to catch up on your boy Andrew Tate in the building. 
Let's check up on your boy, Andrew Tate. Let's go ahead and take that down. Andrew Tate, if you haven't heard the breaking news, wait a minute, that ain't it. Uh, let's see, right here. Andrew Tate, according to hey, Sky remain. News, has been released from house arrest. So we want to give him a congratulations for... So Andrew Tate wins an appeal in Romanian court. I believe this is breaking news as of probably their time. It is, you know, probably, uh, what is it now? It's gone pushing closer to evening over in Romania now. So um, this is our morning news. We're waking up to this. Let's go ahead and play the video, fair use. Romanian court has uh, decided that uh, the uh, influencer, divisive influencer, has to be said, Andrew Tate, uh, can be released from house arrest. Uh, he's won an appeal in uh, Romania. I'm trying to get some more uh, details uh, on this. He's been held under house arrest along with his brother, hasn't he, uh, for a number of months now. And so Tristan Tate, Andrew Tate are released from house arrest. So this is definitely a de-escalation from what they previously have been in. They were in the hole now about six months ago, all right? And then the last few months, they've been on house arrest. Now, I thought it was curtains for them, uh, but it sounds like the judge in this case who approved the appeal, approved the appeal, who wins the appeal for the Tates, is saying that the evidence is weak, a claim that the Tates have been having for quite a long time, thus releasing them from their house arrest, meaning that they're free to go and move about the public. And this has been quite a long time since they were able to be able to do this. Now, I don't know if they can leave Romania because they are still set for trial in many of these charges and their trial, their charges have escalated as well, which is a indication that either the case is strong or the prosecution is desperate. All right. They're trying to pin them. So I don't know. I don't have a dog in this fight, but them being released from house arrest is definitely a de-escalation. Um, and it, it's a hurt to the prosecution's case. Let's go ahead and play it. Um, since I think the end of last year, but a judge has decided uh, that Certainly, uh, Andrew Tate, don't know what will happen to his brother, can be freed from house arrest. And Tristan Tate is walking. <laughs> that is the walk of freedom. Uh, Tristan Tate lighting up a cigarette or a cigar or whatever he's doing. He's definitely walking big and bad. And uh, if this is what they wore during their court appearance, I think they are quite confident. All right. Uh, especially a black suit with a red scarf. Okay. Red uh, uh, pocket square. Okay. Uh, pending trial. He's waiting for a trial on the charges of human uh, trafficking. Um, the uh, Bucharest uh, Court of Appeals, this was, that he's uh, taken and his uh, legal team have taken uh, the case to. Uh, it's given a written ruling in the past couple of minutes saying uh, this... Uh, uh, announcement this ruling replaces uh, the house arrest measure with that of judicial control for a period of 60 days uh, from August the 4th, which is today uh, okay. until October the 2nd. So all right, so uh, 60 days off of house arrest. All right, and I think their trial, uh, this is definitely a win for them. Their trial begins, I think he's probably going to tell us. So, uh, a couple of months. Uh, Tate, uh, you might recall, was indicted along with his brother Tristan and two uh, Romanian female suspects. Uh, for human trafficking, rape, and uh, forming a criminal gang to sexually exploit uh, women. Charges uh, they all deny, uh, but that's um, the upshot of this from a, a Romanian court has decided. So, yeah, I mean, listen, these guys have been going through it. Uh, people have been taking sides on this particular case. 
Um, I've been telling you that they might be in trouble on this one. And the evidence was the evidence, meaning that, yes, they're still going to prosecute them or persecute them based on what they found. And now they're going to have to fight it. Now, Andrew Tate has put out a tweet. Let me see if I can find the Twitter or the, do they still call it a tweet? <laughs> All right. Andrew Tate has talked about what the, this has cost him. All right. What this has cost him. And uh, let's go ahead and review the tweet. This is what uh, has cost him. So this, he hasn't, he hasn't, this hasn't been uh, a, not a costly thing for him. It says right here, after 10 months, three in jail, seven at home, 15 million euros of assets seized. After an indictment based on nothing, the file was passed to a judge who has ruled it weak and circumstantial. All right. I have been released from house arrest, but must remain within Romania now to the mosque. And he's uh, um, and he said something. I don't know what that is down at the bottom, but uh, appreciate him for that. He also has been I think he granted an interview. Let me see if I can find uh, his video. He did talk, I think, with the press afterwards. And uh, let's go ahead and show you that. Oh, wait a minute. Something's popped up on my screen. Let's show him. Let's show you him talking to the press after his release off a of house arrest. And um, uh, let's go ahead and roll the film. There it is right there. In January, when I was thrown into a jail cell, the media reported and told the world that I was a terrible person. They said that I hurt people and I make a lot of money from criminal enterprise. And here we stand seven or eight months later and I've not seen a single victim on the news. I don't know if you have. I've seen lots of girls sticking up for me, lots of people defending me. I've not seen a single person stand up and say that I have hurt them, not one. It's very exhausting to continue to perpetuate lies. It's very hard to keep lies afloat when you have no actual evidence. We've been completely innocent since the beginning of this, and I have to give absolute faith to the Romanian judicial system for finally making the right decision and letting us free. I'm sure in the end we'll be absolutely exonerated, and everybody who was pushing these lies and reporting things on repeat without any substantial evidence are going to have to analyze within themselves why they decide to try and destroy people's lives purely for views. I've done nothing wrong. God knows I've done nothing wrong in my heart. I know I've done nothing wrong. I think the people at home who with a functioning brain understand we've done nothing wrong because nobody has yet to identify a single victim which is, done, which is saying that we've done anything to them since the beginning of this entire process. Once again, absolute respect to the judge, respect to Romania, respect to the Romanian judicial system. I look forward to being completely exonerated in due time. Thank you. All right. Well, that, man, I'm going to tell you, man, that's definitely sticking up for yourself. Um, he did look like he was behind the eight ball significantly. And people have been taking sides on this particular case, which is fair game. If you per, if you were a content creator and you took a side, I took the side of um, he definitely was talking about some of the things that they accuse him of. Now, can they prove it and make a case? What you need are people that have a strong case to prove what he what he said he did. And I also said he definitely is going to pay a dear price for associating with women like that. And he has he's lost 15 million euros which is the equivalent of, um, what is that equivalent of, $14 million, or maybe it goes up $16 million of assets. That's a significant loss. Plus, he's had to be uh, suffer from jail, um, house arrest, his reputation ruined, and whatnot. I also think this was the direct result of this right here. How dare you? This was the direct result of that. How dare you? This was the direct result of that. How dare you? And the thing is, if you get involved in, with the legal system, even when you win your freedom, you will take a loss. And much of it was probably to try to extract his resources, $20 million. 
20 million US dollars. It's between the, I don't know, the dollar is even devalued as much in Europe. So um, people are saying between 18 and 20 million. So you, the extraction, the extraction of the resources is when enough. And the people over there who are over these cases, the judges, the, the um, investigators, they don't make a lot of money in comparison to Tate. So they did, was able to liquidate probably a lot of his assets. Will he get them back? I don't know. If he's able to win his freedom, will he be able to recoup those expenses? Yeah, I think he's going to be able to recoup those expenses in due time should he win his freedom. Can he run um, OnlyFans? Probably not. That's probably going to be looked at as not the business to go into, but they may not have to go into that business after they win their freedom because now they're bigger and better than they were before, and they will recoup those dollars in due time. But the stripping of the guy is the most significant part of this. So whether you think he was guilty or not, whether you supported him or not, he still was stripped of some major, major assets in order to defend themselves. And my opinion is it shouldn't have come down to that. Where he could have probably stopped the bleeding was right here. How dare you? <laughs> All right. If, he's, if he wins his freedom, he's going to make a lot of money. And I don't think he's worried about that. He's going to have a support system. Okay, Andrew Tate right there. Relationship frustration. We got several clips on this one, relationship frustrations. And uh, let me see if I can find the clips. Here's one relationship. So you guys want a relationship. You want a relationship, right? Are you lonely? Are you bitter? Are you insecure? Are you mad that you don't have a boo? Well, maybe this segment will teach you that even having a boo is not the answer to your solutions. It's not the solution to your problem. So this woman right here had a boo. They had a relationship. But you guys got to understand, getting the relationship is one thing. Keeping the relationship is another. This woman claims that Lizzo, yes, Lizzo, stole her man. And this caused her to have a mental breakdown. Oh, my goodness. These people are weak. Here it is right here. That Lizzo, late 2016, 2017-ish, she and my boyfriend were co-hosting a show on MTV called Wonderland. And no, she wasn't very nice. She wasn't very nice to me. I knew she didn't like me, but the people around her were nice. Like her sister seemed nice. And I kind of ignored it because I felt like, well, you know, she's already like in this celebrity scene or whatever. So she probably just feels like she has better things to do than talk to me. And I just noticed that like, even when we were just out to eat or at the beach or something, she still wasn't very nice to me. And it wasn't like a, a production thing. Like, oh, she's just really busy or whatever. She just didn't like me. She didn't say anything that was mean, but she was really like standoffish or like wouldn't talk to me. You know, like when I talked to her, it was kind of like, oh, okay, like get the fuck away from me. I don't want to talk to you. So yeah, I eventually found out that she and my boyfriend has something going on, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and um that was that i left the relationship i mean yeah it was it was heartbreaking i mean i was with him for 10 years i supported him through everything <laughs> and um when he finally got a big break he left me for lizzo <laughs> yeah yeah that could be painful i would say that could definitely be a crush to the ego uh take a look at this uh you know muskrat here <laughs> It was really hard. Yeah, and so, uh, of course, this is going to ruin her world. It's going to cause her to have a mental breakdown. She's going to seek restitution. She's probably going to try to extract resources from him, and she's going to claim that she stuck through him through thick and thin for 10 years. Well, you got 10 years out of it. You should look at it as a accomplishment. And, yes, he leveled up or leveled down. I don't know how you, how you say it. I don't even know if they're still together. But she's out here trying to throw dirt 
on Lizzo's name. And I'm not defending Lizzo, but as you see, they're piling on to her and she deserves every bit of it. But now she's trying to come out and say that, yes, Lizzo's a bad person, even though you left the relationship and she got with the ex, your ex-boyfriend, but it still caused you to have a mental breakdown. What was your part that you played in this young lady? Because I'm sure you played a part in it as well. But you are virtue signaling for yourself. But again, I think people are looking for relationships to solve their problems. I think they only created problems. And some people aren't healthy enough to survive on their own. And this person's proving it. So you want a relationship, gentlemen. You break up. You level around. You level up. You level down. You go find freedom. And then they break down. Then they get on the internet years later talking about it unbelievable so what was her point what was her exact point but this is what people consider relationships and i don't consider relationships necessary if that's going to be the result great because i love okay we got another one so you want a relationship gentlemen relationship frustrations let's take you to a married couple this woman claims to have found out her husband or her longtime boyfriend boyfriend cheated on him so what does she suggest does she leave Nope. Most women say they'll leave if they find out their man is cheating. I would sell you evidence exists that will say they don't leave. So you never have to think of losing your girl if you ever cheat on her. In fact, the fact that you got hoes might bring her closer to you. The fact that you got hoes might bring her closer to you and make her say, maybe I got something good. I better hold on to him. Yeah, ladies, uh, you want to comment on this? Ladies are like, nope, I always leave when my man cheats. No, you don't. So this woman finds her husband cheats. And so she says, okay, two can play that game. We're going to have an open relationship. I'm going to see people. You can see people and everything's going to be good. Let's go ahead and roll the film on this one. Of course, it's black Americans at it. Woman goes viral after getting cheated on by her spouse and lays down a new set of rules for the home. Do y'all agree to it? Here we go. Fight for me. Great. Cause I love you. I, I never wanted to not be with you. I never wanted to be without you. I want to do life with you. But in the process of all this shit happening, you a liar. You got you a bitch and I had to hear from this bitch what y'all relationship was about. No, nah, we not no more. I want to see other people. You act like you're the only fucker in this relationship that other people want to No, nah, we, we, no. Let's, let's be real. Let's, so what we gonna do is we gonna stay together. We gonna have a beautiful life together for the rest of our lives. We all right, so she's proving my point. She finds out her husband cheats, and she's like, hey, you ain't the only one that's been needing Johnson out here, well, needing another man's affection. So we're going to stay together. But, so that proves my point right there. A lot of women don't leave their man immediately once they find out he cheated. Or they'll leave him and then come back. Let's continue. We're going to continue getting money together. We're going to continue raising this little girl together. We're going to have a fabulous home. We're going to love and take care of each other. But I'm going to other people and i hope you do too oh jesus christ and we will never ever talk about it don't bring me no babies don't bring me no diseases but we gonna do what we want to do outside this house because to this point it has worked all right it sounds like the guy was ready to rebuke rebuke her in the name of satan but guys you're putting up with whatever you're putting up with so this woman's suggestion is we're gonna stay together as a couple we're gonna stay married we're gonna raise our daughter i think she says they have a daughter but I'm going to go out here and be the throat goat. I'm going to go out here and get my, uh, put the banana in the tailpipe. I'm going to be out here getting ramrodded and throttled. 
I'm gonna be out here getting choked, and you ain't gonna do nothing about it. Now, <laughs> gentlemen, what do you do? Because a lot of men will say, I ain't doing that. Well, you don't want got caught cheating. This is why I don't suggest that married men cheat. Just divorce the woman and just move on with your life and go out here and have fun. I don't suggest cheating for men or for women. I don't say it. Now, when women do it, it is worse. When women do it, it is worse. I don't care what you say. But this woman is now saying, hey, listen, we going to have, we going to have a good old time. I'm going to be out here on that. Trying. <laughs> She definitely going to be a dude. She's going to be out here debaucherous because that piece leave been itching. By the way, let me just add one more to this. She's already been cheating. So this is what people will not call out. She's already been getting effed. This is without question. She just caught him first. And now that she caught him, she can now say, hey, you done caught me. It's all right, but I caught you first. Now she can have a reason to go continue the debaucherous behavior that she's been having. Because if you just take a look at the woman for five seconds, she looks like she's been out here on that. Train. She looked like she was on the train before the marriage. And she definitely on the train yang during the marriage. Train. And she definitely on the going to be train. in a train. She's going to be on the train yang after the marriage. Train. So let me just tell you, man, most of the time that men get caught cheating and a woman is very, very hyper vigilant about it. It's because she's been cheating. I mean, I'm going to just tell you. She's been cheating already. If your woman is very insecure and she believes you to be a cheater and she's like, let me check your phone. I believe you're cheating on me. One of the reasons why she could be doing that is because she's cheating and she needs to catch you first. Now that she caught you first, now that she, she has leverage now, now she could continue doing what she was doing. And then now she can say, well, you was out there doing it first. So now I'm out here and all of that stuff. What I would suggest for a couple like this, because there's a lot of couples like this. This again shows me that the marriages that stay together should not be counting as successful marriages. But the people who do this, first of all, gen gentlemen, you've opened up a can of worms for yourself that you earn, you earned it. You cheated on your wife. You got caught, got caught. But what I'm going to tell you is you're about to, you're about to be in a messed up position. You're going to be in a messed up position, especially if she's a skeezer. Like she's a girl from the uh, old days of the uh, Freaknik. She came from Freaknik and uh, she was already a skeezer and she's already taking selfies and advertising herself on the internet. The amount of salamis this skeezer is about to have versus the amount of peace leave you're going to get, you're going to wish you didn't cheat on her. It's going to be out of control, the debauchery. And you need to get DNA tests on all your kids. The debauchery you're about to see, your wife going to come home limping. She going to come home leaking. She going to come home uh, 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 queefing and farting through her booty. Uh, it's going to be, ooh, you're going to be mad. You're going to be crying like Stewie every time she out late. <laughs> you're going to be crying like Stewie. Stewie. Everybody going to pull up. Everybody pull it up. You ain't, by the time you get one piece of booty out here, gentlemen, as a married guy in an open relationship, she going to already have 100 Johnsons. She might be named Johnson Sausage Factory by the end of that. And she going to be talking bow-legged, knock-kneed, cockeyed, yellow discharge, white men in hotel rooms. 
trips to Vegas. She's going to be on vacation every week. She about to get that work. It's about to be a mess. And you're going to be, let me pull up Stewie crying. All right, because now you done messed up, and she knows you messed up. That's why she's like, hey, we're going to stay together, but we'll be in an open relationship. <laughs> she's about to get your ass. So open relationships are not good for men. They're not. Don't ever take that bait. If she ever brings it up, or if your dumb ass bring it up, you a dummy. Because if she likes to get throttled, she's going to outthrottle you. But every time she go out past 9 o'clock, this going to be you right here. <laughs> yep. You're going to be sitting up there like, please, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, you go pay, Ninja. Every time she go, I'm going out. You can't stop me. <laughs> And she come back smelling like <laughs> she going to the all-star game. Yep. Oh, she going to get me ran through by NBA ninjas with pictures and photos in her phone. She going to be showing you ninja. <laughs> y'all ninjas, but y'all want relationships, right? You want relationships. I hope that piece of ass was worth it. Worth it. Oh, man, y'all want relationships out here, man. Relationships are no, it's not easy. What about men who want daughters? What about men who want daughters? And when they say, what about your daughter? What about they daughters? Uh, this is a man right here, and it sounds like an African man. Um, and he has two daughters. And take a look at these pieces of calico. Man, I feel bad for this man. This dad, this dad knows. Look, my daughters think they can get lit. Oh, they've been getting lit all right, Daddy. All right, for sure. Get him, Daddy. Let's play it. Oh, wait. Let's get the volume up. It's Monday. Yeah. I can be outside on Monday, too. Okay. Okay, you're outside. Shall I come? Shall I come? You can get in. Yeah. I think it's like four o'clock for you. Look at Ezekiel. (laughs) My man, these glasses, man. (laughs) These glasses. So Ezekiel pops up at his house, and his girls are leaving. It must be summer, summer, summer time. And his girls are le- leaving the house and they saying, we going outside, we going to get lit. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Let's go ahead and see how this plays out. I rush the doors. <laughs> Dad said, I'm going to follow my daughters. Oh, man, daddy. You about to see something you didn't want to see. Found them. Uh oh. I want to see the girl dancing on my dolphin. Uh oh, daddy showed up. Daddy showed up while he was getting lit. And the daughter didn't even realize that she was ready to dance on daddy. Okay, daddy. But daddy done showed up on their ass. Oh no. Oh, damn, daddy. Get him, daddy. <laughs> oh. We outside, huh? Who we doing? All right, try me. <laughs> he said, try me. We outside. So, guys, do you suggest, do you suggest that you do this? Because then just be like, what about if you had a daughter and your daughter was, okay, what, what do you want me to show up to the club? You want me to follow her around? You want me to follow her around and protect her? Them days are over, man. It, and he's a he's not an American man, so he can get away with this. 
he could get away doing this to some extent. But let an American father do some shit like this. <laughs> okay. He know the daughter's going out there to get throttled. And so he's like, you're outside. And it, of course, he found the daughters grinding, trying to put Punani on dudes. <laughs> all right. Let me go ahead and play it all the way through. We, we look in. For what? We outside. <laughs> it's Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that? We're outside on Monday. He said it's Monday. Y'all ain't got no yob in the middle of the day on a Monday. He like, nah, this ain't right. Get him, daddy. I could be outside on Monday too. Okay. Okay, you're outside. Shall I come? Shall I come? You can get in. Yeah, I rush the doors. Damn. Daddy went to go find his daughters at the club. And look at the ninja in the back. All up on your daughter's booty. All right. Feeling on that booty. Booty. He rolled up and saw his daughter getting that booty felt up. Sometimes it's best not to know, daddy. Sometimes. Get him, daddy. Sometimes it's best not to know, fam. You know? Because y'all want to be all up in your kids' lives. You remember how you was when a kid. Look at this ninja face right here. Look at this. All on his daughter. Look at look at this right here. About to get pregnant tonight. About to get pregnant. By the way, I have a funny story about this. Remind me to tell you about the story about me sitting next to a father-daughter uh, couple at the boxing match. Remind me. I might forget, but I want to tell you after I play this video. So if I forget, remind me. Father-daughter sitting next to me at a boxing match. All right, just in case I forget. But look at this ninja right here. He's like, oh, yeah. He's sitting up there like, yeah. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, there it is right there. Ooh, she got the titties shaking, titties jumping. He said, I found them. All right, there it is right there. And check this out. Oh, it won't play. Check this out. Look, at first she was ready to dance, but, oh, there's your daughter. There's your daughter. What is the daughter doing? In these streets. What's your daughter doing? In these streets. In these streets. Sometimes you don't want to know, man. He says, nah, F that. My daughter is not getting pregnant. Oh, yes, she is. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. All right. Look, she going to scramble now. And look at all these ninjas walking around here. Oh, they skedaddling. <laughs> they skedaddling. <laughs> Do you really want to know? <laughs> oh, look at that. Like, God damn, these whores. In these streets. My daughter is whores. My daughter's a whore. <laughs> there it is right there. I can't believe my daughter out here hoeing. So guess what he does? He locks they ass up. All right. Yeah. American fathers can't do this. Girls, what are we doing tonight? We outside, huh? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, man. It's tough out here. All right, let me tell you a story about uh, father-daughter here. Check this out. So I was at the fight uh, uh, this past weekend. I think it was this past weekend, uh, the Spence and Crawford fight. And um, I was sitting there, and a wonderful father and daughter couple uh, comes, cup, I call them a couple, uh, they come sit next to me, and my son was with me. So the daughter looked about 16. All right, she looked young, but she happened to be of age. She happened to be 20. All right, but she looked about my son's age. I mean, she was kind of small and 
she kind of muskratish. She kind of looked like a muskrat. And they came from wherever uh, Spence was from. And the daughter is a fighter. I don't know about a professional fighter, but the dad was like, oh, my daughter fights and her favorite boxer is Spence and blah, blah, blah. And they came all the way from, I think, Dallas to come to the fight. So they're sitting next to me. Of course, the father's sitting next to me and the daughter is sitting on the other side of him and my son's on my side, right? So I can't remember what they were talking about, but she goes to college. Now, this is where people keep asking me about my daughter and shit like that. I'm like, dude, if you send your girl, if you send your girl to college, your daughter, you know she getting throttled. So ninjas want to act like what I'm what I'm gonna do about mine. I'm like, bro, if they go to college, you know what's happening. You gotta just let that shit just go in the back of your mind. You can't, you're not gonna imprison them and keep them locked away up in the castle. So this father's talking about his daughter goes to college somewhere in Kansas and blah, 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 and she fights. I don't know how the conversation came up. But he was kind of like, oh, you know, she doesn't go out. She's an introvert. She kind of stays at home. Now, watch this. Now, watch this. The daughter objected to his assessment of her. Okay. The daughter was like, nah, dad, nah, dad. And she kind of was like, don't tell him that. But at the time, I didn't realize she was college, right? And the way she was, let me just tell you, she was looking at me kind of like a Lolita. She was giving me. I'm not going to say she wanted, but she was giving me that. She was giving me that daddy vibe. All right. The way she was looking over at me and she was trying to talk to me like the entire fight. Like she was giving me Lolita. Okay, daddy. Now, but he was, she was sitting on the other side of him. So she would just be, so let me just say that. But, you know, check this out. So the dad was saying, you know, she doesn't go out. She don't have a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. And the daughter was like, no, dad. No, I go out, I do this, and then I took it from there, and I was like, oh, that's what you, I basically said something like, oh, that's what you think, and I said that to the dad, I said, that's what you think, and then she was like, yep, and I was like, you, she, she got you thinking she ain't going out, but I was like, she probably got outside, and she was like, yep, and I was like, mm. I was like, uh-oh, and the dad shut up, the dad got quiet, and I was like, Man, ninja dads don't know, man. Dads don't know. <laughs> dads have no clue. And this is what I want to tell you about it is because people be like, what about you? What about you? I'm like, it ain't about me. Dude, once they're of age, they can do what they want. And if you're out here trying to watch and protect it, this ain't the days no more. This ain't the days no more, man. They going to do what they want to do out here. They going to do in these streets. They going to do what they want to do. Because, you know, I'm just sitting there just trying to give him a red pill. He was just completely blue pill, la-la land. Now, I can see here in her eyes that she has experience, right? You, men know. Men know. He said, it's life. Get over it. Facts. It's life. Get over it. Facts. How you just want to run around chasing your daughters around? So, the I can look into this young woman's eyes and know she's experienced. I was like, this is not a virgin. This is not a 20-year-old virgin. And the way dad was presenting her, she had to be like, because he was like, no, she just studies and goes to boxing class and doesn't really have a life and she's inside. And I was like, <laughs> this bitch go have to learn the hard way. I'm like, do you have to learn the hard way, sir? I see girls. I see girls like that all the time, even younger than that. Because your daughter's 20. I see them younger than that out here, out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> he said, how though? Bruh, 
the thousand cocks there. They just always want to think their daughter ain't getting throttled by something. They getting they touching on something. They talking to somebody about something. They 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 got their mouth on something. They touching on something. They feeling on something. And he oh, she don't do nothing. She just a nice girl. She just go and bake cookies and shit. And I was like, that's what you think. And then she was like, yep. I was like, oh. <laughs> and the way she was looking at me, she was like, this is how she was looking at me. When I was talking to her, when I was talking about that, she was looking over at me with that smirk on her face. I was like, man. So dads, bro, chill out. Chill out with that shit. The same as Ezekiel here. The same as Ezekiel. Ezekiel had to find out his daughters were what? Where was they at? In these streets. They was in these streets. Even though he paid and protected them. Well, look. He found out his daughter was in these streets. Come on, fam. Look at how they looking. No, they just stay home. Look at their legs all oiled up. They ain't got no ash on their knees or nothing. Look at these legs. These legs is going. She got her feet out. Dude, look at the look on the daughter's face. <laughs> they going to touch on something. In these streets. They going to lick on something. They going to grind on something. In these streets. Look, she ain't got no bra on, titties out. Where do you think daughter was going? In these streets. She going to the streets. She going to the streets. <laughs> they going, guys. Trying to stop them from going is not going to prevent them from going. <laughs> he said, not my daughter. <laughs> Look, he provided a nice household, stable income, private school, and she's still out here. <laughs> they still ready to go. In these streets. <laughs> man, it's a fact of life. Like my brother said in there, man, it's life. Get over it. Deal with it. Move on. Try to prevent some pregnancies. Tell them that being a single mother is the worst thing you can do. We're going out here to try to save them, fam. It. You, 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 you're going to be trying to follow them around the entire time. Anyway, let's get to this relationship frustration. Sorry for you guys, man. I'm telling you, man, but stop trying to tell me what I should be worried about and whatnot. Okay. Yep. They're going to go on trips, vacation. They're going to see a daddy here and there. They're going to do what they do. Matter of fact, this is a 25 year old, uh, young woman right here about to be interviewed and she already has a child. Okay. 25 ain't that far from 18 fam. Um, and she already a single mother. But listen to her talk about dating as a single mom. 25, what's dating like? Unfortunately, don't do it. It's scary out there. <laughs> Why do you say that? I have a kid. So my last relationship obviously hasn't been great, but I don't know. Do you think having a kid has hurt your chances of finding a partner? Absolutely, absolutely. Last person that he told me he wanted a relationship, but like a few months in, he was like, um, just kidding. Like, I'm not mature enough to be with a woman that has a kid. And how old was he? 26. Do you feel like he was mature enough? I thought, I don't know, but I wasn't asking him to like raise my child. Well, I what? just want him to date me, not my child. What were your expectations in the long term? Obviously, eventually you'd meet my daughter, but again, I, she has a dad. 
All right, so as you can see, the desirable truth interviewing that nice piece of calico there. If she didn't ruin her life, guys, people think that somebody said 25 is a good age to have a kid. Bro, she already has the kid. She didn't already have the kid at 22, probably 23, probably even younger than that. All right, that's she's 25 now. People don't understand you got like at least 10 months before you have the kid. All right, and then the, the time before you even uh, consummate, uh, not to consummate, uh, but, but, but the um, I can't think of the word, but the, the, the kid is created and the partner she created the person with. So you got to go back two years before the kid is even there. And you don't even know how old the kid is, right? The kid could be three. We don't even know. So you're going back five years, fam. Going back five years. That's 20. So people just don't understand when they talk about this. This is could have happened well before that. She could have happened at 18. You don't have any idea how old the kid is. None. So we can't just assume she did this at 25. She's 25 today. Okay, now here's the thing. This woman is out here in these streets, of course, even as a single mother, still in these streets. In these streets. There's nothing you can do, guys. I mean, you want to lock him up, lock him up. But um, he, he, this is a woman, she's nice. If, let me put her on the screen. She also. 25. She also has pretty much ruined her, her value by these disgusting, trashy tattoos. Other than that, she kind of probably could be pretty decent. I mean, she definitely foldable. I'd knock her up. I'd knock her up for sure. All right. But uh, she already got uh, many, many tattoos on her that don't belong. So this tells me she's been already wrecked prior to this. You don't just wake up at 25 with tattoos on your arm. These are several tattoos. So she's been doing this. This is a years. These are years to this point. Years to this point. Now, this guy. Uh, uh, the dating relationship frustration she's having is that men her age, 26, don't want this responsibility at all. And she's kind of like, hey, he said he was ready, but then he pumped and dumped me. But why would a guy at 26, why would a guy at 26 want a woman with a child? Why? <clears throat> this is the problem she's going to have. This woman needs a guy in his 40s. She needs to be looking at guys in, his, in their 40s that might take on that responsibility because they might have missed a boat and she still looks pretty good. She's in good shape. Her belly going to look like balled up homework in toilet paper and, and, and uh, loose leaf paper, but you might be able to get around it. Her belly going to look kind of crazy. All right, but she can hide that. But when you're in the bedroom and you turn on the lights, you're going to see all kind of discolored stretch marks and all kind of ravaged up, uh, you know, and whatnot. And them titties ain't going to be sitting up nice and perky, but you can work around that. But no guy worth their salt, no guy trying to make it in life is going to take this on. And this is why she's frustrated, but she shouldn't be frustrated. She should come to her senses. She should come to her senses. She ain't finding nobody under 35 taking this shit on, even if she's looking the way she looks. Nobody taking this on. And let's go back. This is somebody's daughter. This is somebody's daughter. And look at how far it's gotten. Okay? In these streets. This is somebody's daughter. This is a man that's probably worked hard. He had a donut store or a cleaners. You know, he, had a, he lives in San Jose. He had a donut store that he woke up at 2 in the morning to go fry donuts to open up at 5 in the morning. This is a guy that had a cleaners and charged you $50 to iron your shirt. And this is somebody's daughter. This is what we have to remember, man. 
you're always wondering about people's daughters, but then when they all of a sudden turn 20, you don't worry about it no more. But this woman is now a massive liability, and her father's still fronting and putting the, paying the bills. In these streets. All right, this is now she's frustrated about the relationship marketplace. She done. <laughs> I don't want to say she's done, but she needs an older man now. Nobody 32 and below is taking this shit on. What's dating like? Unfortunately, don't do it. It's scary out there. Don't do it. Yep. I mean, you ain't got to do. She don't have much chance here. And she's a good looking girl and she don't have much chance. Not only that, she has signs of trauma. These tattoos. This does not belong on this woman. She's uglied herself up. Just shout out to the guys who like tattoos on women. But she's uglied herself up. She's actually, um, we're going to talk about this with the hope strategy. She's restricted her marketplace value. She's restricted the amount of men that would accept her significantly. Now, don't try to shame, blame, and explain us to try to find value in her. She's significantly restricted the amount of men that will take that bullshit on. I mean, just the tattoos alone, you've restricted yourself. Dude, this woman could have been a nice suburban housewife put up, taken care of like that. But a guy's going to think real twice about a woman with tattoos on her hand. Here's the thing. And I heard, I think, TK Kirkland or somebody say this. I can't remember, was it TK Kirkland? Never put, never put tattoos. I know you guys want to think differently. Oh, Gen Z thinks differently. I'm, I'm going to take life advice from Gen Z. Okay. It's changing, coach. The culture's changing. No. Never put tattoos where you can't cover them up with the suit. And I say the same thing for women. Never put tattoos on yourself that you can't cover up with a dress. Right? Putting tattoos on your hand is dumb especially where you don't know your life is going. Now, if you're already a prawn star and you're an OnlyFans star or you play in the NBA and you have a massive uh, max contract, that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. But if you're just a regular Joe Blow and you don't know where your life is going, you're trying to figure it out, and you go and do something like that, you're a Josephina Blow, whoever she was with when she had that baby, that actually was fine. But now she's 25 and she's going to want a regular job. She's going to want a guy, she's going to want to marry a guy that can put her in the suburban house and give her the life she thinks she deserves. She can't do that now. She's restricted her marketplace value or she's restricted her reach significantly. She's cut her available prospects down to, uh, um, to, um, to almost impossible. She has impossible odds to overcome. I don't care about what you think and what the culture thinks. The culture is wrong. Take a look. So now she's like, oh, it's bad out there. Wait a minute. <laughs> what happened? It's bad out there. I tried to show the thing here. Go ahead and show it. Here we go. At 20 it's bad out there. Of course it is. I mean, take a look at your own self. You're not marketable. Let me see if I can pull it up. Like, who's taking this, fam? Who's taking this to meet moms? And yes, her father probably warned her. Don't do this. Why are you doing that? And she's like, I don't have to listen. Now she's going to have to live this out. No man wants her other than for recreational use. She'll never get a good relationship. If she does, it's going to be, it's going to be up and down and traumatic. She's restricted her reach and prospective clients or prospective partners. She's restricted them just by having the kid and the tattoos alone. Alone. 
He says, you ninja will cuff that. I would beat that up. I don't cuff anything, fam. I'm definitely going to roll. I'm going to fold her ass up like an origami. But that's it. I, I, she's not presentable. She's not presentable for me. All right, but guys, this is what we have, the relationship frustration game out here. But then she wants these guys to treat her like a princess. But the guy's 26 years old. He only going to skeet in her guts and skedaddle. That's it. That's all she's getting. Sad, sadly enough, I guarantee you, 10, for, 10 years from now, she ain't going to be married. <laughs> she ain't going to be married. Last one on the relationship frustrations, and we'll take a quick break. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. New, 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 new world order. Mark Zuckerberg apparently is having some relationship frustrations himself. So take a look. We had a beautiful looking like a uh, looks like an Asian woman in the previous clip. She looks like she should have no problem. She's having problems. We had a father with daughters. Looks like everything should be good. He's having problems. Okay. Several of these people you think you're going to get in a relationship is going to solve problems, but it just creates problems. In this one, you have a billionaire, one of the richest men on the planet, apparently having, apparently, allegedly, we'll go with it and report it, having relationship frustration in his marriage. Now, remember, let me just tell you. New, 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 new world order. We're human beings. But if I'm a billionaire, I should have no problems from my woman. I'm not happy. Let me just tell you. <laughs> these robots. Um, if I'm a billionaire, I would have 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I'm going to just tell you that right now. I would never sign up if I get one problem from a woman. I'm not happy. <laughs> 99 problems, but a bitch is not going to be one of them. Unfortunately, being a billionaire is not even enough. Being a billionaire is not even enough. This is why I kind of avoid relationships because I just can't deal with people like this. I know what I want to do, and I don't care what you're talking about. The little shit you're talking about is of little consequences of, for a person like me. I'm not going to be putting up with no shit from no unhappy individual because I want to do something in my life. I'm not happy. <laughs> it says Mark Zuckerberg's wife, uh, Pr Priscilla Chan. Why is she Priscilla Chan and not Priscilla Zuckerberg? Right? She says is fed up with this MMA obsession after he built a fighting cage in his backyard. Okay, let's put this in perspective. <laughs> let's put this in perspective. I'm not a billionaire, Lord. I'm not a billionaire. Let's put this in perspective. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's backyard probably is not like my backyard. So it probably would look weird if I had a wife and I put a cage in my backyard. Yeah, I would see why she would be pissed. I would see why a wife of mine in my little humble abode would be pissed about an MMA cage in my backyard. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. You know, the neighbors would probably talk. But I'm just going to assume that Mark Zuckerberg's backyard is big enough to have an MMA cage and still have enough land to do whatever the hell she wanted to do. She could actually just ignore that eyesore of a cage and then just deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, how big of a deal is it? I'm a billionaire. Just look the other way. It's kind of like those memes where they have... um 
women say, hey, if I was married to a billionaire and I caught him cheating, you know what I mean? And they walk in the room with all their shopping bags and they see their billionaire husband cheating. They just leave and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. That's what she should be doing. All right. Oh, you built a cage. Okay. I'll just, I'll just ignore it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they, this is not that big of a deal. If, if she's, if they're saying she's making a big deal out of it, but if it does become a big deal and she says, that's the last straw, I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a problem with this. There's a massive problem with this. If he finds that he's headed to Divorceville or Splitsville because he's following his obsession, which is MMA fighting, whether she likes it or not, that's his, that's his, um, that's going to be his, um, um, thing that he likes. Like what else, what is he supposed to be obsessed with her, his job, his business is going left, right? He's kind of losing the grip on that. He's kind of had to deal with testifying in front of the house and the Senate. He probably had to defend why he why he sabotaged the election for Donald Trump, right? Interfered with it with the social media company. He needs a stress reliever. He needs a stress reliever, and he finds that MMA, fighting, grappling, all right, jujitsu, wrestling men, challenging Elon Musk. He finds that thrilling, and that's his season of life. And she wants to take it from him. Why can't you go to the gym down the street? Well, because I can put it. I'm Mark Zuckerberg. I can't just go to gyms. I'm not happy. (laughs) I want to just do this in my backyard. And she's like, nope. Well, if you have it, I'm going to be upset with you. (laughs) But it's this kind of thing. This is the kind of thing that's going on here. These are the type of relationship frustrations that men have. He wants to enjoy something. He has the means to do it. But of course, even when he has the means to do it, if he has a wife, she, he can't do it up under her backyard. Not in my backyard. Now, if he does, if, yeah, no, there's no prenup. Now, if he does fold to this, now he can't do what he wants to do. Now he just has to sit there and watch her drink tea and listen to her stories as opposed to going out there and pursuing what he wants. And guys, this is nothing different. This happens when guys have motorcycles. This guy's, This happens when a guy buys a boat. This happens when you buy a Corvette or a sports car when you turn 50 and you got your kids paid for college. This happens when you want to go on a vacation. This happens when you want to see some young piece of calico on the side. This happens when you start recollecting your baseball cards and you say, hmm, I'm going to start collecting baseball cards again. This happens when you want to start a YouTube channel. This happens when you want to start buying instruments and you want to pursue your DJ career so you can DJ at the nursing house. This starts when you want to get a new haircut. It doesn't end there. Yeah, your action figure collection when you want to play video games. It doesn't matter what this was. It doesn't matter that it's an MMK in their backyard. In fact, it only bolsters her argument because it's in her backyard. Now people could say, well, it is in her backyard. It's in his backyard, Ninja. <laughs> it's in his backyard. Then they want to try to take it away. For some reason, when men find things that they like to do, they want to shit on it. Yep, it happened to LeBron when he wanted to play PlayStation. Whatever he wants to do, you want to collect watches. You don't need them. It's like 
Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yes, you want to collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards. What kind of shit is this? But that hobby takes time away from her. It takes the meat away from her. Money, energy, attention, and time. So it's always you pay. So instead of collecting Jordans, you don't want to collect Jordans. No, no, no. That's ridiculous. I don't like it. You're taking away from me. You're taking money, energy, attention, and time away from me. Now, he could be cheating on her. He could be out there at a hotel spending the money on a hotel and a bunch of linglings. But he's not. She can see what he's doing, so she wants to take that shit away. She wants to take that shit away. This is another classic example, and this is why, for me, um, for me, if I was in a relationship today, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Is it Yu-Gi-Oh! It is Yu-Gi-Oh! I think it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, whatever it is that you're passionate about, uh, for men, we, team, we tend to be passionate about things other than women. We're passionate about women, but if we get a woman, we tend to say, hey, we could be passionate about other things and collect them. Men tend to want to collect things um, and all that stuff. I collect things from the 1980s and the 19, mostly the 1980s. All right, I collect things from the 1980s, um, and it doesn't matter what it is. I, I try to get my hands on it, and one of the reasons why is um, I call it that you're closing that, you're closing that, what, what did I call it? You're, you're completing the circle of life. You're completing your life circle. Because at a point when these things existed, when they were brand new, uh, and I like, I like uh, most things from Mattel, all right? So you would talk about He-Man and shit like this and wrestling figures and baseball cards and those era. I, I typically like that era. BMX bikes, BMX bikes um, skateboards. The reason why I do this is because in that era, when I was a kid, I couldn't buy them. My parents couldn't afford them. But now as an adult, I can afford them. And going back to get them actually helps me, helps me complete that circle, right? I have Nintendo. I have an old Nintendo entertainment system with all of the video games. And every now and then, I'll play the game just so I can be like, oh, Techno Bowl, or I'll buy Double Dragon because my mother never was able to buy and play with Double Dragon. I can never play Double Dragon in my house, but now I can play with Double Dragon, and I might only play it for 10 minutes. But, yeah, Hot Wheels. But, 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 the, but for men, we got to become, we got to complete that circle of life. Now, women don't understand that, and so they want to shit on that. But, for men, mostly, we got to close that we gotta close that part of our lives by being able to go back and get it. And they actually call it uh, kidulting. They call it kidulting. There's actually, a, if you look on Instagram and YouTube, there is a sector of men that do this. They do this going back in retro. Like, I got a boom box. I bought this boom box, and all of this stuff is on my Instagram. I bought a boom box, uh, a big boom box. Now, I wanted a boombox when I was a kid. I kind of had one, but it wasn't like a boombox. It was like a, a Target boombox that she probably, my mother probably put on layaway. Comic books. Comic books are similar. Uh, baseball cards. Football cards. I collect Kobe rookie cards. That's something that I do. All right? And people that know me on it, I collect Kobe rookie cards. So back when I was a kid, I, I think these things will be valuable in the future. But I try to get my hands on Kobe rookie cards. So, but I bought a boombox because I never was able to buy a boombox. Now, if you have a relationship, 
these people will shit all on your shit. They'd be looking like, what is this shit? They don't understand it. But I just wanted to have the boom box because I've always wanted the boom box. And not that I'm going to be playing with it every day, but I wanted it. Vinyl records are the same thing. Cassette tapes, CDs, and all of this shit. Books. So this type of thing women don't understand. And when you do it, you become obsessed about it. They think it's a waste. They think it's, um, they think it's something that, why, why would you waste time on this? Why would you do this? You're immature. You're this. Um, why would you grapple and wrestle and do jujitsu and self-defense? They don't get it. So they joy kill you. They dream kill you. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, NFL helmets. There's a whole bunch of things that I do to um, kind of close. Oh, wrestling belts. Right. You see the belt here, the Intercontinental Championship belt. Um, and that's from the 1980s. That's a belt that was uh, from the 80s. As a kid, I was like, that was my favorite belt. So I was like, I got to get that belt. Some people see that as a waste. But for men, we like that. We got we to like that. But women, they'll kill that joy quick. And this is another example right here. Most of these guys, most of these guys were like Mark Zuckerberg probably never took a martial arts class. He probably got bullied. He probably could not build muscle. Now, in his life, he can focus on that. He can go to the gym and, feel, and people give him a little bit of respect when before he could not go in the uh, gym because they would sweep the leg. <laughs> when he was a kid, he could not go in the gym because he would get the leg swept real quick. The ninja would have to ride his bike and end up trying to jump that fence and Cobra Kai would be on his neck. Right. So now he can go to the gym and people respect him and give him his space and or he can build his own gym. Why not? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now he can put testosterone juice and all kind of trend and allegedly he can go out there and put muscle on his body and nobody makes fun of him. All right. Anyway, ladies, ladies don't understand this. So uh, the reason why I, it, it, you know, for me in a relationship the thing that I do, I'm passionate about is social media. You know, I can gain, I can gain an audience. I can teach. We can learn from each other. We can share. I can entertain. I have a skill set for this. This isn't easy. I have a skill set for this. Now, some women and even family members, they don't understand what this takes. They don't see, they don't, and even the viewer, they don't understand how much work I put in after I'm off live. So when I click off live, people think I'm done. Oh, you're done. Let's go eat. Let's go shop. Let's go do something. Let's go. I'm not done yet. I still got some things to do post-show. I got some do to, things to do to prepare for the show. So Monday through Thursday, I can't do anything. I'm pretty much locked down. Some people are like, well, you're doing this, and you can take a day off, and you can do. No, I have, I have shit to do, and I have stuff I want to do even with it. But they don't think that there's room for that. So they want to rush you off of here. You're taking too long. Why are you doing a three-hour stream? Why do you do them for three hours? You said you were going to be done in three hours, and you went three and a half hours. <laughs> You're sitting there like, bitch, if you don't get out my face. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. So they see you doing it, but then they want to put caps on when you should do it. And you're going too long and you're doing this instead of let me, let me flow. Let me do my shit. Why are you bothering me? Why don't you help me? Right? Instead of bothering me, why don't you look for some shit that could help me? 
But no, they see you doing it. And as long as they're not getting the money, energy, attention, and time, if it's going to someone else, they cannot stand it. They can't stand it. Look. So watch out for this. If you're a guy, if you're a guy that's pining for a relationship, go ahead and do it. But once you get into one, you're going to wish you didn't have one because of all of the investment that you're going to make and all the sacrifices you're going to have to make for the shit you want to do. They're going to shit all over it. They're going to shit all over it. You bought another wrestling toy? Yes, I did. They're going to start complaining. So that's why I stay away from these relationships. I'm like, nah, because you cannot please these people. The minute you want to go do something for yourself, yep, they're going to start to start taking. We got to take that shit away too. It's crazy. Anyway, let's hit these super chats, and then we'll talk about the hope strategy real briefly. Where are we at here? Yeah, we'll talk about it. You're playing video games again? Yes, I am. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. All right, what are we doing here? We got a lot of super chats. We got lots of super chats. Thank you, man. Brown 310 is in the building. Ninja Snuggle says, hey, coach, did you see the white woman came up with the words bull and bucks for uh, black men? So if they can say it, it was ninja, ninja, ninja. If they ever got with a black man, wow. So they'll say bull and buck. Yeah, bull. We call them bulls in the in the swinger marketplace. And bucks, uh, bucks has definitely been something that they've been calling black men for a long time. Yeah. All right. Everybody knows that. Yeah, man, that's crazy. So I didn't know white women came up with it, but I don't know. Heron King says, "I always clean up after Kaylee's coaching. <laughs> I always clean up after Kaylee's coach showing together is always fun." What? Is there a comment in there? He says, nowadays, you can get a mailed self-check. There's no excuse for getting tested ninjas. All right? There's, there's got to be a period in the comment there. Help me, y'all. Help me. All right? But yes, he says, nowadays, you can get a mail shelf check. Comma, period. There's no excuses. Period. Get tested ninjas. Thank you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get better at reading. Help, please. All right, Sligo is the sauce, says, I wouldn't get married for anything. No way I'm putting my money at risk. And he says, an unsightly overweight woman can put any game player out there to shame, for real. Carter says, that's not an open relationship. That's cuckery. Nobody realizes she said, we're not effing anymore. I didn't hear that. So everybody going to get that peace leave, but him cut that bitch off. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear that either. DJ said, dad probably paying they rent to facts. Facts. That's my question. <laughs> That's my question. Um, when people see stuff like this, this is what I want people to understand because I know this. I'm a, I, I've, been, I've been working with people for a long time. Let me show you this. Uh, let's go back to this right here. This guy, this father, these young women look to be, they, they look over 18, and they're probably, one is 19, probably 21 or 24. This man is still paying their bills. I want people to understand this. As a father, as a man that has dealt with many, many young women in their lives, like not just on the junior college, I'm talking about I've mentored them, I've coached them, I managed them, and also I trained them, personal trainer, Dude, women are not independent financially. Same as this woman right here. Same as this woman. 
This woman is not self-sufficient. Her father's still paying something if the father's still present, okay? So these are still somebody's daughters. But you guys think, oh, no, you know, they're 19, 18. No, it's no different when they become 25. Women are not self-sufficient at 25. They're not. And you tack on that if they have a mistake, like the child out of wedlock, like these tattoos, like these girls that are going to get knocked up. That becomes the father's obligation, okay? If there is one, if there isn't one, it's the taxpayer obligation. It becomes the taxpayer's obligation. And the mother starts to, can't live their life. Their mothers now have to babysit when these little tramps go to their work as an assistant manager at Subway, okay? And while this woman goes to work, uh, still working at the donut store, her father provides her. See, this is what we are not acknowledging in our culture. I'm acknowledging, I'm trying to let you guys know that this is happening. So it matters none if the woman's 18 or 30. They're still somebody's daughter. And if the father's still present, he's still front, he's still footing the bill until there's a marriage. And if they're not, if there is a marriage, he's still helping. If she does get married, this is why men push daughters off to men. And they provided them with goats and cows and farms he wanted the woman to be the responsibility financial for someone else so the responsibility leaves the father and it goes on to the other man but in today's world we're letting these skeezers run the streets and the father if present is still fronting the bill and these women are talking about they strong and independent Mm. and then they go out there and they make mistake after mistake after mistake they have another man's kid, and they, she probably, this, well, hold up for a second. This, this woman, no doubt, lives with her father. We showed you videos of two white women, one who lived in a van on her father's property. Mm. Brothers, and she was 30. <laughs> yeah, that woman was in her 30s, and she's living on a van on her parents' property. Brothers, let's stop the bullshit. A daughter is a daughter, whether she's 16 or 40 in this age, in this day and age. It don't matter. You'd be like, well, what about when she's 18? What about when she's 30? They still out here doing the same shit. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. He says, dad probably paying they rent too. Yep, but he can't tell. He can't tell them to stay they ass out off the streets, can he? All right, shout out to Rob Marine, CGA. Female military veterans is suing the VA for not providing IVF services as a retired Marine and retired police. How did we get here? It's like welfare. Well, I was just actually explaining that. Yeah. A woman is always going to be the obligation of somebody. You know, this independence mindset is actually false and we've been exposing it. They always run back to someone to foot the bill whether it be early terminations of pregnancy, right? That was the biggest, that's my biggest beef with early termination of pregnancy. If these witches want to kill her and sacrifice their kids, I can't stop them. Remember, there are certain things I can stop and certain things I can't. That's out of my control. If they want to have five, if these witches want to have five kids and terminate them, I can't help them. They, 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 they the uh, spawn of Satan at this point. But what I can argue is if I'm going to pay for it, 
See, they're always going to need a responsibility financially. So student loan debt is another way where you're seeing they're trying to pass the buck. All right. We got what we wanted. Now somebody paid the bill. Okay. Um, the whole thing with this idea of being strong and independent. I'm strong and independent, but the corporation is going to pay my bills. And in, in the event the corporation can't pay my bills and be sufficient enough, we're going to run into government. And then in the event they can't complete the circle, we'll run and find a man, any man. And he needs to pay my rent and my bills, right? And somebody, men are always going to pay the bills. Women own, they buy most of the things in America. They buy 83% of all things bought in America. They have 70% of the consumer debt and the student loan debt. I mean, it ain't hard to tell what's going on here. And if they do find a goofy ass man, you're going to front the bill, pay for the wedding, the, the, wedding, the engagement ring, the wedding ring, the suffering, healthcare, overwhelmingly women use the bulk of the healthcare and elderly women do women 55 and up. They are the ones, they are the ones using the majority of the healthcare. They live longer and so forth and so on. But people don't really see this. They don't see where we're actually just going to uh, run out of welfare. <laughs> welfare overwhelmingly goes to women. Child support overwhelmingly goes to women. Divorce. Divorce and alimony, divorce funds overwhelmingly goes to women paid by men. So it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. They're always going to find somebody else to front the bill. Even if they got a job, they, they, they will do that. Daughters, daughters don't get off daddy's payrolls until maybe 30. And that's not always true. If they never get married, they never get off the dole. If they have a child out of wedlock, they never get out of the dole, off the dole. If they get divorced, not only do they get funding from the state and uh, through child support and alimony, most likely they're going to have to move back in with their parents. <laughs> Put two and two together. They're going to move back in with the parent. Or dad's going to pay portions of their rent. And they're going to be telling them, go get, go get child support from the father. They'll go try to get child support from the father and only and restrict custody from the father, but only get $300 a month. And then they'll be calling them all kind of deadbeats. It is what it is. But look, I don't think we can keep this going. They got into the military. They got into the workforce. And now guess what? They want people to pay for their IVF. They want people to pay for their IVF. It's not whose decision was it to go to the military, number one, theirs. Whose decision was it to push off their childbirthing to the point where they need IVF, their decision. But guess what? You got to pay for it. <laughs> Somebody else going to pay for this shit. It's, the, it's how they work. It's how they work. And this is why societies that prevent it try to prevent this. Otherwise, we're going to be done as an economy if they constantly get stuff and we got to pay for it. It's crazy. Shout out to Blue Chip Patriarch says, I told my daughters they can do whatever they want but if they get pregnant, pack your bags. Facts. Facts. I mean, my, one of my statements to my daughter is, is the worst thing you can become is a single mother. All right? And I'm not going to be babysitting no kids. So <laughs> I'm just letting you know. That shit ain't going down. Worst thing you can become is a single mother. Worst thing you become is a single mother. This is what, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot. So try to prevent doing that. Now, there's other worse things you could be, but that one is a choice. Don't do it. You do it, it's going to be up Shit's Creek for the next 25 years. All right, good luck.
Where are we at here? Sleeko as the sauce says, also, having to kick my own mom out was a real eye-opener. I mean, if you can't trust your own moms, and he says one of my ex-SBs just got a tattoo on her face, pains me to watch, and her eye, her arms are already covered. Facts. Her arms are already covered. Um, I actually saw, was dealing with this young Ling Ling. I think she was a Thai. She's a Thai chick. And um, met her once. I think once or twice, she was cool. Next time I met her, she got star tattoos from the back of her ear all the way down here. I was like, I was like, yo. I was like, wow. You know, sometimes these people get marked for trafficking purposes, for pimp persons, her, uh, purposes. I have no idea. But they, she was uh, 23 years old. 23, I stopped seeing her. I was like, that's it. That's it. So as soon as I, third time I saw her, she had star tattoos all around down her neck, like to her collarbone. I was like, what an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. You're an idiot. I'm like, why would you do that? I'm like, like, that, like that's so dumb. Now you just complicated life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I was like, you definitely done with me. I was like, that's it. That's it. That's the it. You know what I mean? That's it. But, you know. I don't know if you paid for it with anything that I've given you, but that's it. Shout out to CGA is GOAT. He says, I know I'm late to class, but did you talk about the viral video of the woman who got cheated on? And let, I did. Yes, I did. Shout out to Henry Resilience says, his divorce going to overtake Bezos. It's inevitable. It's coming. It's coming. Sligo is the sauce, and I'm going to get over to PayPal. He says, was on vacation one time with an SB. I showed her one of my accounts because she was asking about investments. She said, so you just put that into the account and stare at it. <laughs> Talk about not having a clue. Indeed. All right. No, you put hardworking money into an account when you put it in the right places and you have compound interest. Yes. He says uh, she lived in a van down by the river. If you looked at the beginning of the video, that's not minimalism. That's failure. Like you said, indeed, they'll, they'll make something that's a failure and call it minimalism. JC says cat pervert. <laughs> All right. Juan Pomerius says, I, I, he says, it's not about Zuck's cage. It's about him manning up. Yep. Man up. Angry man was talking about this. I've actually talked about it and insinuated the fact that men often have to be the ones he, he put it like this. And uh, I talked about this because I do collect um, things that people consider childish. Right. And so at some point, they tell men to get rid of their toys, right? All right. So, you know, a lot of times, content creators say something, and you're like, oh, somebody else is going to say it. I'm not saying I'm actually reiterating a point I made because it's something that I do as well. But men are supposed to be men and give up all toys. You collect firearms, give it up. You collect cars, old cars, give it up. Put on a suit. You smoke cigars, give it up. You collect sneakers, give it up. You play basketball at the rec league, give it up. Okay? You wrestle, you, you take MMA lessons, give it up. The gym used to be like that, but now we actually look at the gym because women are invited to the gym now, so they don't look at it as ridiculous. But the gym used to be that. You're hanging out at the gym pushing around weights. That used to be a thing that men should have given up and just got a dad bod. You collect toys and action figures, give it up. All right. You collect, you got a truck, give it up. You got motorcycles, give it up. Sell it. You're going to kill yourself. 
Give up your motorcycle so you could drive the minivan and she could drive the Mercedes. Give it up. All right, just think, everything men do, you riding skateboards, you too old for that. Give it up. You got BMX bike. Why don't you got a, a big old banana t- seat bike? Give it up. You got a mountain bike. Give that shit up too, <laughs> right? All right, why you buying, spend all that money on a mountain bike? Give it up. Like, think of something. What's something that men enjoy? Where they be like, yeah, let that man enjoy it. They're going to always make it a kid. You a kid. You need to grow up. Give it up. You play video games. Give that shit up too. All right. What am I supposed to do? Like, I'm a masculine man. What do you actually prescribe me to do? Just sit here? I can't smoke a cigar. <laughs> okay, I can't sit. I'm going to just sit here in my suit. I'm going to just sit here. ATV, give it up. Side by side, give that shit up. Why you spend all that money on that? Corvette, give it up. Sell the Corvette. Yep, Legos. Dude, I'm telling you, man, they tell everything a man does. A real man just sits there and has conversation intellectually, intellectually, sitting there in a suit, worshiping women, right? We should be sitting there looking at women, having conversations, but don't have too many women. Give up your hoes, too. The hell with your hoes. No, just talk to one woman. Isn't that enough? <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. So they can play make-believe, and you can have their little, t- play with their little costumes and teas and all of that shit. You want, we should have a tea party. Everything they do, they hold on to. They have a tea party when they're a kid, right? And then when they get become an adult, they invite strangers over to have tea parties. <laughs> Let's sit around and have a tea party. You pretend to be good and listen and play by our rules. We'll set the rules. We'll have tea and we'll sit there and talk, sip our tea, act like we're enjoying this shit. (laughs) We'll dress up in our costume. It's just like they were six years old. Mm. (laughs) Right? Their shit never changes up. They go to their little dollhouse get their little panties and their little thing and their matching stuff, get their little dress, get their little head wrap. You know what I mean? They just go to brunch. If we say that shit is like a tea party, brunch is like a tea party. Oh man, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, man, this is a great, this is a grown conversation. But think about it. Think about it. Yep. Oh, they're American Girl dolls, too. Oh, these are not my dolls. These are my little knickknacks. My little, well, these I collect these dolls. I collect these little dolls, and they'll have them on a tray, and they'll have their little dolls out, and their marionettes and all of these things. <laughs> they'll have their little Barbie dolls that they collect. I collect Barbies. Barbie movie just came out, but they'll collect their little Barbie dolls. This, these are the things, bro, that you guys got to see, man. You guys got to look. You guys got to see it for what it is. And say, F all that. Yeah, you listen to hip-hop music. You still listen to that gangster rap shit? You ain't grown? Come listen to this Gregory Abbott. Come listen to that grown Maxwell shit. You still listen to that hip-hop shit? <laughs> hip-hop for kids, man. Don't me listening to that shit. Gregory Green says, that's why I buy Jordans, because I couldn't buy them young. There you go. So, you know, I'm not big on Jordans, but I do have I do have a collection of them. I don't wear them a lot, 
But yeah, I got zero Jordans when I was a kid. Zero. None. And I actually was like, you know, now as an adult, I can buy them and it doesn't mean much to me. But when I was a kid, my mother was like, I ain't never buying you them shits. <laughs> so as an adult, I'm like, now I can buy one and get that thing out of my system, right? King says, LOL, I said not sticking up for them. Free agent for life. Uh-oh. I know you said you weren't st sticking up for them. I, I got you. Shout out to no government name. BH says, please tell me that sexy red clip was a joke. I wish I could have. But Gail G says, just saw a gonorrhea outbreak billboard in Houston. And they going crazy. All right, shout out to King, man. I know, man. I was just using you as an example. Uh, let's see here. How much time we got left? Got a little bit of time left. You make YouTube videos? What is this shit? Dude, they will literally, look. Women that are age 35 and up think YouTube is a joke. <laughs> Women that are 35 and up think YouTube is a joke. You're wasting your time. It's ridiculous. What are you on YouTube? You trying to make money on YouTube? Oh, you such a loser. You only have, you have to spend all these hours on YouTube. What do you think you're going to make money? What you, you make money off YouTube loser. They think you a loser. Meanwhile, you have the ability to out-earn them. What they make in a year, you can make in a month. Not I, though. I make no money. But what I'm saying is, what they make in a year grinding, you can make in a month <laughs> on YouTube. They think that shit is loser territory. <laughs> You'd be like, you're a loser. You're, you don't have no skills, so you have to make money on YouTube. Like, YouTube is not a skill. YouTube's not a skill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like crazy. But to them, everything's childish. It's only, yeah. Oh, don't let me, don't let it, don't get them started, right? They're going to call it little. Oh, you got a little YouTube channel. You got a little action figure collection. You got a little car. Got a little Jordan connection, <laughs> collection, right? You think you somebody because you got a little channel. You got a little 28 subscribers. You think you put a live stream on, you got a little 2,000 people watching you on your little channel, right? All right, you broke. I saw Donovan Sharp get called broke on, 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 on uh, the SOS podcast by some bitch. I'm like, how? Like, do you know this ninja been doing this for years? How's he broke? But I ain't got no y'all. Got you a little, you know, a little. Get you your little, your little watch collection. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to Bray. He says, uh, greetings, coach and the coach gang. He says, I'm 31. And last year I tested positive for HSV2. And I never had an outbreak or any symptoms. Damn. My doctor told me that the most people that most people that are infected with HSV and don't know it. He says, men, listen to coach. Get tested. Get tested. So you can have herpes too, HSV too, and not know it. So when we say women have it, 50% of women have it, that doesn't mean 50% of women have an outbreak. So watch it. All right, shout out to Crypto Allah says, Coach, what you said about condoms is true. I used to have sex with this girl. I used to put the condom, I used to put on the condom so that I could last longer to make her bust, then take it off so I can bust. Yeah, man. At my age, I can't even function with no condom on. Like, there ain't nothing about to go down. There's not going to be much function. 
All right, I'm going to just be about to hammer away for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm about to hammer away for 20 minutes. She's going to be like, you done yet? Two minutes in. I'm like, I can't even feel nothing. I can't feel Nathan. All right, so I know you might think with your limited experience that something's happening, but we're just practicing right now. We're just simu- we're in a simulation. I can't feel Nathan. You lucky that I, you can feel anything on my side because there's zero feeling right now. Anyway, <laughs> all right. But give me 20 minutes. I'm going to make myself very sweaty. Hold on tight. Until I'm finished. <laughs> anyway, I'm too old to be feeling nothing in no Jimmy hat, bro. Yes, I'm snip. All right, anyway. Yeah, we about to smell burnt rubber. I'm about to use two or three of these, by the way. Because this one's going to be dry by the time I feel something. <laughs> All right, man. Anyway, look, Deadly Ellie says, Tate plus... KS equals beta test launches for the second coming of Chiefs. Shout out to you there. All right. And if I had to stop to put one on, it's about to be a whole. She could be like, all right, let's let's stop. Do stop. Collaborate and listen. Soon as they be like, stop hammer time. I gotta stop. Get in my little jar, slide it on. It's already like this. No, I didn't say I was going raw, dog. I'm just telling you. I'm just burning rubber. All right? It's just a simulation at this point. I'm just burning rubber. I'm not going raw ski. I'm just saying. It's just a simulation. All right? All right? I'm going to have to get back excited again. Remember, I'm not 20 years old. I'm about to get excited again. I'm going to be like, okay, we're going to have to start over from what we were doing previously. Let's start over because now I'm sitting here like... Okay, start over. Where was your mouth earlier? All right, here we go. Yep, Mr. Limpy to enter the building. Where we at? <laughs> All right, shout out to uh <laughs> Shout out to Kayla says a woman cheat a woman cheating is uh way worse because when you're in a relationship with her, you're paying the most to have sex with her. So at least she can do is be loyal. Sex comes too easy for women, so men you need to dump the woman who cheats, even if you cheated first. Indeed. Uh, anyway. Yep, you got to go in. Hit the reset button, baby. She's going to be like, what? Starting over? Start all the way over. <laughs> Start all the way over. Anyway, Kayla says, I've said this before, 304 single mothers and divorced women are for recreational use only. They're not worthy of anything long-term. I'm trying to get through all of these before I even talk 10 minutes about the topic of the show. All right, let me see here. We're just messing around. This is the weekend. This is the weekend. All right, but look, you know, when you're 20, it's everything. I'm like almost pushing 50. Like, I, not many things get me excited no more. (laughs) Where are we at? Shout out to Kevin Sullivan says, Coach. Uh, he says, what's up, Coach and the Coach Gang? You are correct about men paying. My sister has a gump boyfriend, but still calls our dad on for her car problems. Coach is right again, indeed. All right. And he says, Coach, definitely uh, getting my Yugi Oi card collection back. Free agent lifestyle for life. And Deshaun says, hey, Coach, I probably missed 
you reading my super chat because someone's driving a RR Phantom SUV rear-ended my trailer at the stoplight. Damn, and yes, that someone was a woman. She was at fault, so my bail money is saved once again. Shout out to you. Hopefully, she had insurance. <laughs> right. Hopefully, she had insurance. All right. Let's talk about the hope strategy real quick. I guess there's not much message left here. We got a lot in it. But a couple of things about the hope strategy. Um, let's put this up right here. Uh, individuals that are looking for a relationship and feel frustrated will often use the hope strategy. And what we call the hope strategy, we always say hope is not a strategy. But you say things like, I hope I can find the love of my life. I hope I can find a man who will accept uh, a sing- me as a single mother. I hope that I can find a woman that's my homie, lover, and friend. I hope I can find a woman that has not been riding the cock carousel. I hope I can find a man that's lo- loyal and faithful and that's equally yoked. Now, most people go about finding their partners like this instead of being intentional, instead of using evidence, instead of actually requiring people to have a standard, right? And you having a standard and they accepting that. So people will bring in their deficiencies and their errors and their flaws, and they hope somebody overlooks them. I hope somebody likes me as an overweight person. I hope someone likes me as a broke male. And instead of working on yourself and being intentional and actually saying, I'm going to create standards so that 90% of the people are eliminated, and I directly intent on certain type of people to be with me, then, um, then you'll get the person you want. Or you can eliminate 98% of the people on top. But some people will have all these flaws, all these errors, and then still go out and eliminate 90% of the people and still say, I hope. I hope I can survive the friend zone and this woman sees value in me. The purple pill stuff. I hope my wife never divorces me. I hope my kids turn out to be successes. I hope my kids turn out to be millionaires at 18 and they never depend on me. Most of the people that argue back to me are going to use this hope cope to try to, dis- try to disqualify what, what I'm saying when I'm the one bringing in the black belt, wor- black belt worth of experience. You got zero experience, and I will tell you something, and you will say, I disagree with no experience at all. That is hope, <laughs> okay? That is absolute hope. Now, I'm not just bringing my experience. I'm bringing life experience for everyone, people that I know people that I interviewed, people who've shared their story, okay? people that I can see living a fraud, living normal, and they are actually out here suffering. I show you evidence, and then I tell you that this is how you need to live this out. Forget about hope. Be intentional. Select. Vet. But you'll still hope. And not only will you hope, you'll do something ridiculous like this. Let me just explain how ridiculous people are. First of all, do you guys know that 85% of people date within their own race because like attracts like, right? People have things in common. However, I think the foolish thing is, is when this person has a ridiculous standards, absolutely ridiculous standards, men and women do this, but they'll only select from a small group of people. Now, everybody has their preferences, so you can't negotiate attraction, but to also put preferences in, and say, I hope I find a partner when you restrict 90% of the people right off top is ridiculous. That's not intentional. What you want is a certain person that looks a certain way to have certain qualities. That would be a hope. 
That would be a significant hope. But to say you want something, but it has to come in a certain package, that's not intentional. You're not opening up the possibilities of what is. So then we can boil everything down to attraction. You still have to be attracted to the person. The qualities are secondary. The qualities become secondary. Because the attraction is first. If you only date within a certain race of people and you just say, okay, all, uh, uh, let's just say black Americans. Black Americans, on, uh, 85% of black Americans date other black Americans. But black Americans only make up 12 or so percent of the population. Used to be close to 20, but you guys, these women keep terminating their kids and keep and they just keep killing each other. So now we're down to 12. The country population going up, but we're only down to 12. All right, so 12% of the population. That means only 6% of men are available to 7% of the population of women. That means there's another 93% of people that, uh, well, I'll take that back. Mathematically, there's only 88% of people who are automatically eliminated off rip. <laughs> right? But your guys are hoping for some other qualities to be met in order to mate. But it seems like likeness and attraction are priority one and two. That's what becomes a priority. It's not hope. That's very intentional. That's an intentional strategy. It becomes hopeful when you say that this person then has to have all these other characteristics. Okay? It becomes very hopeful. He has to be in your location. He has to be in your location. Not only has to he be in your attraction level or she, they have to be in your locale. <laughs> How in the world are you looking for certain qualities when this person is almost impos mission impossible to find, not only do they have to be in your locale, they now have to fit into these other boxes, religion. The religion has to be equally yoked. You're not going to get on an airplane. You're not going to move around the country, the city. You're not going to move around the state. You're not going to make any effort. You're not even going to travel the world or the seven seas. You're going to sit your ass down in Jacksonville, and you're going to hope that your mate shows up. You're going to hope that maybe... The, select, the, the limited selection of human beings that you've gone through, you're going to be attracted to them and they fall under your standards or criteria. It's really a hope strategy. It's not intentional at all. Thus, the men who create intention are the ones being guilted. And it's ridiculous. For instance, the passport bros create an intention. The passport bros is a group of men that created an intentional way to find a mate. And they're criticized for it. They basically say, well, I'm going to open up the pool of people regardless of race or background. I'm going to open up the pool of people regardless of economics. I'm going to open up the pool of people regardless of location. I'm going to open up the pool of people regardless of their ideology. And they create an intent by being open-minded and they get criticized. But the same people criticize them sitting there fat rear end in Atlanta hoping for their man to not be on the down low. Mm. Hoping for their man to accept their teenage kids still living with them until they're 30 and 40. Hoping, in fact, that they'll accept a slop-a-lop, a person who is completely sloppy as a body. <laughs> Your chances are one less than a hundred and one in a million. See, you've decreased your odds significantly by placing these things. And then you hope that the person goes to your church. You hope you meet this person and they don't have an STI. It's absolutely crazy. 
Most people with inexperience with people and the inability to move and the inability to fund their strategy in order to find the right mate will often be stuck with hope alone. That's all you got is hope. But hope is not a strategy. Hope doesn't help you vet. Hope doesn't help you vet. Being in the friend zone is not a strategy. That is a hopeful strategy, meaning that you'll accept subpar treatment in order to get the mate you want down the line. But what did you miss in the 10 years that you were in the friend zone? What did you miss? You missed a possible mate that could have been, uh, that could have been happy, but you want to go back to your high school reunion and, and, and close that circle. So be careful out here with the hope strategy. We talked about a lot, so we won't go too much into this. But uh, I tell people to be very intentional about what they're looking for. Not just disqualifying people because they don't fit into a certain thing. Or let's be honest, you just want an attractive mate. And everything else is secondary, meaning they're attractive. They fit to what you want, but they're pieces of shit. Or they treat you shitty. How's that for a hope? Where you give up all of your standards just to keep a mate. And then you say things like, well, relationships take work. No, they don't. They shouldn't. Relationships have specific rules and guidelines that people live into. But now when you have all these gray areas or you only select the person, this is male or female, based on your attraction, but you put up with them being abusive, you put up with them cheating, you put up with them gambling, you put up with them doing drugs, you put up with disrespect, you put up with the fact that they're not the best version of themselves, you put up with all that, of course, it takes a lot of work then. You put up with them beating on you. You put up them with them touching your kids. You put up with them being broke. You put up with them being aimless in life. Yeah, relationships take work. Not if you're intentional, though. <laughs> not if you're intentional. Putting up with bullshit is not a criteria that I'm going to put, put up with. I don't live by hope. I live by uh, vetting. I live by personality tests. I also open up my, uh, I o- o- open up my chances by dating interracially, internationally, dating all ages. I don't just say, ah, I should date women between thirty and forty-two because society feels comfortable with it. I'm gonna be down there at the junior college age women because if I'm looking for something specific and I'm betting for it, that's what I want. I'm not just going to accept it because society feels good about it. I'm going to go after it because I want that. I'm not going to hope I'm going to get 18-year-old, 19-year-old quality woman out of a 48-year-old woman. (laughs) That's called hope. And I know I ain't going to get it. So anyway, (laughs) that's enough for you to think about on the weekend. Yeah, somebody needs to do personality tests. Do some marital, premarital counseling. Match up with your astrology. I don't care what you do. But let's be honest. People just want someone they're attracted to, primarily. And they're willing to put up with bullshit and lower their standards just to get that mate. And then they will say, well, I'll make it work and I'll put up with bullshit just because they look a certain way. But why don't you just rent that person? Just rent that person. That person's not valuable to you as a mate. If you as a man got to put up with bullshit from a woman because she gives you access to her and or you want to keep her for yourself, own her and or she's taking advantage of you, you're out here losing. You better find somebody else. Shout out to Booker T. He says, what's up, coach? Showing support. 
Appreciate you, man. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Okay, and, and, by, and by the way, choosing to not have a mate is a choice. Choosing to say, I do not want a mate is actually a better position than to choose a shitty mate to try to play the gamble of, um, well, I'm going to make this work. Uh, 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 not all women are like that. I picked the wrong one. Uh, there's good people out here. Guys, just don't pick a mate at all. If you keep running into shitty mates, one thing that we know that we try to tell women as men, you're the common denominator. So if you have eight bad relationships and oh, I'm going to tell you. Most relationships fail. It's part of the game. Don't take it personal. All most all relationships fail. I've done this stream on this. And if you want to do your own litmus test, go ahead and write down everybody you've had a crush on, kissed, hugged, touched, fornicated with been in a relationship with, gone steady with, engaged with, married. Most all of them don't exist today. <laughs> Hooked up with, got turned down by. Most all of them are non-existent in your life as at this moment. So almost all of us have failed almost every time. With that being said, choosing to not have a mate is a very, very um, a good choice for most people. I know People want to say, um, um, this thing, this thing, yeah, you guys are Owens. And having a mate, you're not entitled to. A lot of people will say, as human beings, we desire a connection. Um, I don't agree with it completely. I don't believe, because they'll be like, hey, uh, every human being wants a mate in life. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with it. I agree with it, but I don't. I agree with it when I don't, because if that's true, how do you have the people, how do you have, um, how do you have women procreating with multiple men in the history of the world? How do you have women or spoils of war? How do you have people, barbarians kicking in doors and taking their women as mates? Um, and those women marrying those men. How do you have polygamy? How do you have polygyny? <laughs> right. And that was what we had the most of our life. I think most of that shit is romance and fairy tales. I'm just going to say, I think it's romance and fairy tales. This idea that, well, we were designed to have one person. That's bullshit. That not, I think that is not even historically accurate or biologically accurate. Now, do we desire connection? Yes. We also desire sex. And men are primarily designed to have sex with random women. <laughs> I mean, women also have a certain design as well, but this is more socially hidden. Because women are the ones that actually procreate with multiple men more than men procreate with multiple women. And that's just in the recent future. So this whole connection, I think, is kind of far-fetched and overblown. It's more of a Western culture mindset. And it reeks of codependency. It reeks of codependency. That's what it reeks of to me. Like you're codependent on a, a one partner, but then you mate guard them and you put up with shit with them and you argue. This is not human history at all. In my opinion, this is not human history at all. Human history does not reflect this bullshit at all. You've had, what, how do you explain divorce? How do you explain divorce? If we were designed to connect with one person, but and throughout the history of time, people have divorced their mates, right? <laughs> How do you explain affairs? How do you explain people cheating on each other, male or female? They have a desire for one person to connect, but most people can't get through relationships without cheating. 
in some form or fashion or desiring another mate or desiring something from another mate that the other mate's not getting. How do you, how do you explain that? To me, this whole cope of a codependency of we were all designed to have a connection. Most of it is a temporary connection. Somebody says human history is full of messed up ish. How is that a justification? Again, just look at what we did and look at what we want. Those are two different things. So you want a social construct. You want us to socially construct these ideas to make you feel good because you can't be alone. Do you know that most people have probably been alone? Most people ain't never had sex that have, have existed. So you're just trying to hope your way to shit or provide a social construct. <laughs> okay. Somebody says, if, if we were designed to be with everyone, how do you explain raising children properly? Good question. I explain it like this. I think we overraise children. The construct of human beings raising children all the way up until 30 is fairly new. Not only that, the concept or construct of humans raising children up until 18 is fairly new. Most people probably raise their children in the history of the time up until age eight or nine. Sadly. And that was about it. Raising kids to 18 and 20, 25 is fairly new. But you're going to go with it too, <laughs> right? Having your kids live with you and your daughters live with you up until 25, that's some new shit. New fangdangle economic bullshit. Most people probably raise kids up until nine tops. And then they moved the hell on. And they probably didn't even stay with the partner that they created the kid with. All right, so you're raising, trying to raise kids and raise these damn dumbass teenagers all the way until they're 18, 19, 20. That's new. That ain't, that's not how it used to work. No. <laughs> Most of these kids already had families and shit by the time they was 18 and 19. Some kids probably, they, they left when they were 13. Uh, education is new. Did you know most people dropped out of school in the 50s, especially in the South, they didn't go to school. They dropped out of school at seventh grade. So tell you about what you think about what is raising kids is not raising kids into their adolescence. That's fairly new. That's mostly new. All right. <laughs> what what is in new? I like when people disagree and they don't explain that is in new education is fairly new. Education for the masses, fairly new. Raising kids till they're 18, new. Most, most people, you know, probably had their kids. Their daughters were 15, and they start having kids too. They had their kids. Most kids went out to work when they were 10, 11, 12. In fact, if you look at child labor laws, that was the case. Kids were employed at 10, 11, 12. They started producing income, or they were on the farm. And in today's world, yeah, teenagers are new. Teenagers is a new concept. In today's world, in today's world, let me tell you, there's still countries that still run today, that somewhat are first world, that have kids as labor. Kids are labor. All right, but look. <laughs> Sending kids to college, grouping them up and cattling them to college 
from 18 to 22 is new. That's not something we've done in the history of humankind. And the most reason we do it is because these dumbass, we don't know what else to do with them. <laughs> so you'll send your kid and your daughter to go get fornicated on because you know that's going to happen because you have no other plan for them. But again, we guys are trying to make these new ideas and these, I mean, these, you're trying to, trying to cope, right? But if we look at what we've done and what we actually uh, have been recently doing, most everything is new by design. <laughs> fairly new education, uh, teenagers. Remember, I told you uh, the word teenager is a new concept. It's a, it didn't even exist. The word didn't even exist prior to the 1940s. Teenagers as a word existing. Let me see this. And then not only that, having kids live with you, adult males and females live with you until they're 18, 19, 20, 25 under one roof. That shit brand spanking new. That, that shit is a new design. All right. Anyway, uh, you would be shocked that most of the most of the accomplishments in human history were done by people that were the in the age of 15 to 30. You're going to be shocked when you look back. And I implore you to do so. Look at at. Look at the at the biggest accomplishments that people made prior to 1950. Most of them were done by people at the age group of 15 to 30. Today, <laughs> it's the least accomplished group in the history of time. <laughs> the least accomplished group in the history of time. That's because we delay all this growth and we're actually trying to look for mates instead of accomplishing things. But it's crazy. Let me see here. I'm just looking up some stuff. See if you're just looking up some stuff. Okay, Henry Ford, age 33, started Ford. (laughs) I mean... Just look at any of these uh, people who were royalty, uh, politicians. Most of these people were 15, 18, 20, 21. Most of these stories that you think about um, that changed the world relationship-wise, these people were 13, 14, 15. (laughs) I mean, come on, man. These people weren't 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Now, some people did get later in life. But look look at history. Most look at history. Most people were well accomplished by, and the one of the reasons why they were is because they didn't expect to live past fifty. They didn't expect to live past fifty, so they got on their grind. Now we take life for granted, and we think we're all going to live to eighty-five, which we're not. But that's neither here nor there. Most of these people, man, you don't wait to start shit because you think you're going to be here for a long time, and you think you're going to feel good, but. Most of the best accomplishments, look at some of the pioneers and the people who set sail and they were, um, they took risks. They were leaders of war. They designed shit. These people were all what you would consider teenagers or kids today. Teenagers or kids. It's just a fact. But they probably thought they was going to die at 50. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> Today, people from 12 to 30 think they could just throw that whole time away. It's crazy. Shit's crazy. So you think raising kids is to 18? That's a new idea. Brand new. In fact, many cultures, we don't want to talk about this, many cultures have 13 for males as the onset of maturity. 13. Women, 15. Or when they start to do what? Show blood. Now they were getting into adulthood, so they start transitioning them somewhat into adulthood responsibility-wise. We look at 13 and 15-year-olds as complete morons today, and rightly so. But the word teenager is a new term, and it was only invented for marketing purposes, to sell them acne cream, music. Let me see here. Um, to have them have their own culture and all of that stuff. And uh, this is why we here to teach. This is why I don't, this is why I don't um, think teenagers are young. They're dumb. They're certainly dumb. Right? But there it is right there. The origin of teenager. Uh, it says right here. And I share this all the time. It says the word, the following excerpt from the teenager, the creation of youth culture. Uh, it says right there, 1874 to 1945. And it says right here, during 1944, Americans started to use the word teenager. Americans. I think in the UK, it was slightly earlier. It says right here, the coining of the word teenager marked the emancipation of adolescence. It also resolved the deep-seated problem within America and Northern, Northern Europe. Youth have been seen both as an enigma and a threat ever since the dawn of civilization. But the political, economic, and cultural upheaval of the late 18th century gave the discussion of its status a new urgency. Okay, They needed to find a way to coin it and then find out what to do with these people. Now what we do to teenagers, what do we do to teenagers? What's the one solution to every teenager? Okay. What do we do with teenagers? Okay. Like if you say, hey, teenagers are out of control, what is the one thing, are, the only prescription that we have for them? And it's the only prescription. Unfortunately, I don't think it's the accurate prescription for all of them. What do we do with teenagers in our world today? Because we don't know what to do with them. Military was what we used to do with them. But Gear Z got it. We send them to college. That's it. It used to be the military. All right, go get some discipline. But now we just send them to school. Because <laughs> you don't know what to do with them. So what do you do? You, you, you gather them together and you just shuttle them to these campuses off-site, away from the family, so they can get indoctrinated. That's all you do with them now. And that's the modern creation. That's something that happened since the 1960s and the 70s. The 1960s and the 70s. Because most people did not go to college. All right? Most people were blue-collar workers. Right? This is, this is where we got. But today, since we don't know what to do with them, we just shove them into college. Shove them in school. They'll just go over there. <laughs> we just go shove. And then... While they're there, they get trained to be employees, sometime indoctrinated. Uh, most of them don't do shit in there. They don't do nothing. All right, most people are C students at best. Now, they don't do nothing in comparison to what they're getting. Because nobody knows what to do with them. Adult daycare centers, that's what they do. <laughs> and then they come out developing ideas and 
But most of them do nothing to go get a job. They, that's all they do. So anyway. <laughs> so nobody knows what to do with them. What our prescription is to shove them in the schools. That's it. And they come out in debt, lost, misguided, undecided, don't know what to do, misdirected. All right, they messing up my stream. New, 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 new world order. So I got to get up out of here. Shout out to, uh, they messing up my stream. New, 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 new world. All right, look. He says, you nailed it. I'm going to be 52 and hardly anything gets me excited. The wealth manager says Juco was lit last night. Italian Mexican mix. Hello. Over here. All right. JC says, did you think Dirty Mike rocked his Tims in the summer? He did. And um, Layback says, would you consider doing a collab with Angry Man? I've done a couple, but we probably should do another one because I owe it to him. I owe it to him. He's been a great, great mentor um, to me, and uh, he continues to be. And uh, let me see if I got everybody for the weekend. If somebody took a teenager, like watch this. If a woman's 18 and she doesn't know what to do, and a lot of women are lost, she's 18, and she says, I don't really know what to do with my life, what would people tell her to do? <laughs> I'm just proving my point. What would people, uh, you meet a woman, she's 18 or 19. She's like, oh, I don't want to know. I'm going to go to esthetician school. I want to start a business. I want to do. If she's misidentified, what would, what would people tell you to do? What would people tell that girl to do? She's 18. She's got her fertility. She's got her future ahead of her. She can have kids. She can get married. She can go travel. She can go. What would they tell her to do? They don't know shit else to tell her but to go to school. <laughs> Why don't you go to school and take out loans? Nobody has, nobody knows what to do with teenagers. But we supposed to raise these people. Oh, by the way, if we, if raising families was an old concept, explain single mothers today. <laughs> explain why we raise kids with one parent today and we just settle for it. See, this is a new concept as well. This is not old. People didn't do this, but we do this in mass. So explain to me raising kids again. Use that argument one more time and explain why we accept a, a woman solo raising kids. Again, a new concept that we do and we accept. And now that is pretty much rampant in our society. But you want to tell me about raising kids, right? You want to tell me that this is nothing new. All right. You want to tell me, <laughs> all right, explain single mothers as a society. But anyway, where are we at here? Uh, Caitlin says if a man uh, could be honest with himself, there was never just one woman dead or alive that he only desired sexually exclusively. Women aren't special because they can't have really separate themselves that much. When make it, that's a long ass stream. I'm t- I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Thank you for the chat, bro. I'm tired. I'm exhausted by the jerks. And uh, there's probably some Venmos, but they're not letting me log in. All right. I'm tired, bro. But look, man, it's been a long week, but I appreciate the support. Hit me with support, support if you're watching the replay and explain yourself. Somebody said King Tut was 13. Cleopatra was like 18 or 19 when she was kicking up dust. All right. You guys got to understand, man, people have been done doing some special things before the age of 18, and certainly just well after the age of 18. How old were the Wright brothers? How old were the Wright brothers when they probably secondarily invented the plane? 
Wright Brothers age. And they were professional MGTOWs. Wright Brothers age at first flight. Uh, apparently it was. This is says 36 and 20, 36 and 32, 36 and 32. I thought it said 29. This one says 29. Yeah, 36 and 32. All right. Uh, Tiger Woods and shit like that. But anyway, look, uh, check out. Somebody said 10 years old. <laughs> I don't know about that. Who said nine? All right. I don't think they were nine years old. But uh, anyway, great accomplishments, man. Uh, this tells you guys, man, to get on your shit. And they were passport bros. He says, I invented the wheel at 11. Shout out to the coach gang, man. I got to get up out of here. Shout out to you brothers, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we out of here. Peace.